BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome aboard National Football Show. It's your boy Big Sills. And how about day two of Sports Take with the fellas, man? Great stuff, guys. Just shows you the power of Jacob Media, where this company's going and uh, starting to put a lot of talent here on the network. And we appreciate you guys being here on the National Football Show. Thank you guys so much. Please hit the like button. God, there is so much to get to. You know, the one great thing that you have right now with all the content that's going on between the NBA and also what's going on with football, we're getting ready. What are we, a week out from the NFL draft? Now there's so many storylines. Kyler Murray, by the way, is going to be traded before the start of the NFL season. The reporters in Arizona are now reporting this. He's going to be moved. Who is going to land that quarterback? I posted it on my Twitter page, at Dan Cilio Show. Reporters there with the local newspapers are saying that Kyler Murray will not play in Arizona at the start of the 2020 season. He will not be there. Arizona is now in the market looking for a quarterback. They want to trade that guy. I'm going to get to that here in a minute. Also, Power Pack Show, Steve Earhart. You guys are like, okay, who's that? He's one of the original owners of the USFL, and they're in a lawsuit with Fox and with NBC. He's also the executive director of the Liberty Bowl. What Fox and NBC are doing is illegal. We're going to have him at the bottom of the hour. A judge gave them the right to kick off. However, a judge did also say that the likeness of all the teams, you're going to lose on trademark. So what does Fox do? Steve and his group are going to sue Fox and NBC. So we may see a whole different group of names next year. We'll talk to our good friend. I love the USFL. If you can't have the what, – what's the point of having the USFL if you can't talk about their history? Philly 500 in hour number two will be with us at 4.30 Eastern time. We will talk to him, Philadelphia Eagles. Can't wait to talk to him. G-Meta, why is it illegal? 
Well, because they have trademarks on the team's names. Tampa Bay Bandits, Pittsburgh Maulers, um, the Generals. All of those teams were trademarked back in the day, and they still own the trademarks. It's illegal. The Pittsburgh Maulers at one time, believe it or not, were owned by Edward DeBartolo. Then they took the name over. USFL did, the original guys. We'll talk to Steve, a judge. I mean, they're in court right now, the original owners of the USFL. So we shall see. All right. Before I get into my top five wide receivers for the Philadelphia Eagles to go after in this upcoming NFL draft, I have ranked them. Also, Kyler Murray is back on the table again. Now that I know that he will be dealt, I think we need to go a little bit deeper into looking at him as a potential quarterback in Philadelphia or not. By the way, I love what you guys did on my Twitter page. You're right. Philadelphia is going to sell out the link. Whether Kyler Murray's there or whether Bob Murray's there, it doesn't matter. Eagle fans are going to sell that place out. Okay? They're going to sell that place out. But I first want to say this. Wow, if I become a fan of Joel Embiid. I love what's going on with him and Nick Nurse, the Toronto Raptors head coach. I love that. Well, all due respect, dude. Stop bitching. Okay? Stop bitching. I'm going to make my free throws. You want to keep giving me free points? Go ahead. But I'm going to make a point to you guys. Okay? James Harden, the fourth leading scorer, you're never going to get out of the East. What was he, three for nine? Dude, you're going to win the Raptors series, but you're not going to win the next series. You are not going far with James Harden playing like that. There is no way you are not going far. Dude, I'm with you. Easy. Harden looks slow, fat, and is it me? He just looks old. James Harden looks old, dudes. They're never going to get out of the second round. If James Harden doesn't pick his ass up and start playing some ball, they just don't. Because you know what they have? They don't have enough depth when it comes to perimeter shooters, man. They got a, they got a, like a bunch of reserves right now on the Sixers. And you know what happens when you have reserves coming in on key moments to play key roles? You get up and down. You don't have the stability on your bench where a guy's going to come off the bench and give you 20 points. You don't have that. So when you have an, a not-so-stable bench and reserve guys like the Sixers do, dude, it's hit or miss every night with Philadelphia. And if you don't have James Harden playing his ass off, you're never getting out of the second round. We'll talk more about that. I'm just like, dude, man. You know, if Ben Simmons plays halfway decent in Brooklyn, Brooklyn got the better end of the deal if James Harden continues to play the way he plays. Brooklyn would have got the better end of it. You know, the first couple games, Harden was unbelievably awesome. Now, all of a sudden, I'm going like this. I don't know. We'll talk more about it. Let's start with Kyler Murray. Let's start with Kyler Murray. You know, I really love what the Cardinals are doing now. By going out there and pretending that they're like the Steelers or they're like the Packers, or they're like the Buccaneers right now, where they've been good. 
prior to Kyler Murray showing up in Arizona. Do they know who they are? The Bidwells own the team. It's one of the worst ownership groups in the NFL. And when they gave Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury the contract extensions and didn't want to have anything to do with Kyler Murray, they put a contract on the table. They had budgeted for money. The agent pulled the deal off the table and said, we're not showing up to any organized team activities, and we're not showing up at all until we get a new deal. Arizona right now is pretty pissed. They want the kid. They want to pay the kid. Last two years, the Cardinals have gotten better. He wants a $215 million deal. Okay? Chris, don't go back to the old school 90s and early 2000s. This is what these guys are today. They're spoiled brats. When you have $200 million guaranteed to you, like Deshaun Watson does in Cleveland, Hoss, it's a quarter of a billion dollars. You're going to make your own path in how you see your journey. A team doesn't really have control of the path any longer when you're giving a guy 200 some odd million dollars in guaranteed cash. That's why the NBA guys run the NBA. You're not going to tell a guy with $250 million what to do. He is going to be the master of his own destination and his own journey. That's today's athlete. It's not cool, but we have to deal with it. There is so much money being generated today in sports. Kyler Murray's a special talent. I went back and watched him. Jalen Hurts is a perennial backup quarterback in the National Football League, or he'll be a starter on a suspect team that has no expectations on winning. That's my assessment of what I see with him. In his ceiling. I don't see Jalen Hurts leading a franchise to an NFC championship. I do see Kyler Murray doing it. Does Kyler Murray have some things to work on in growing up? He's 24 years of age. All did when we were 24. That's why it's up to the coach to coach the kid. It's up to the coach to make sure the kid understands. And by the way, if I had Kyler Murray and he was my player, I wouldn't try to make an adversarial relationship with the kid. I would try to figure the kid up and how I could communicate with him. That's Jimmy Johnson, psychology 101. Okay? That's psychology 101. Figuring out how to coach your player. I don't want to hear this, guys. I don't want to hear this any longer. Well, you know, the guy's a really, he's not a mature guy, okay? He's a guy that I really can't handle. He's a guy that, quite frankly, there's issues with this guy. I don't want to hear that. That's up to the head coach to be able to take the guy and coach the kid. You got to coach him. That's up to Nick Sirianni. Maybe Sirianni's not the right coach. Maybe Cliff Kingsbury's not the right coach. Don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear about that, especially when you have a guy that's as gifted as Kyler Murray is. And you're right, Eagle fans. Here's the one thing. No, Chris, back to character. I'm not talking character. I'm talking production. Okay? I'm talking about production. I'm talking about being productive. Kyler Murray will be more productive than Jalen Hurts will ever be. 
Just watch the game film. See what his eyes say. Look at how he plays. Look at his accuracy. Look at how he moves the sticks. There are things in how the guy conducts himself. That will come with maturity. Ben Roethlisberger wasn't the most mature guy early in his career. Right? Tyler, better passer. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely, Chris. I'll say it right now. Jalen Hurts will be on a football team like the Texans his entire career after Philadelphia moves him and will not pay him his second deal. You think Philly's giving him $40 million in his second contract? Never happened. Never happened. There's a better chance that Kyler Murray gets $45 million than Jalen Hurts gets it. We all agree with that, right? How many people truly believe that Jalen's getting that second contract? You can't think that. That's right, Israel. Zach Hurts goes like this. This kid can play. We've had conversations about Kyler Murray being a Philadelphia Eagle. The Eagles have had preliminary conversations with him and had conversations about talking about what the asking price is going to be. A lot of teams, it's not just Philadelphia and Howie Roseman. Other teams are calling the Cardinals and wanting to know what the market price is because you know what? They may want to know what the market price is for their quarterback the next time they put their guy up or they're looking for a quarterback or they're in the same predicament that the Eagles are in. They want to know what the market value is. It's not always about moving a player. It's finding out what the market is. Do I think Howie Roseman would make a move for Kyler Murray? No. But he should. But easy money. Why would I want Matt Corral when I could have Kyler Murray? Why? Oh, I know. Because of money and rookie contracts. That's not winning football, dude. That's not winning football. That's not. That's not winning football. Okay? He over... You know what, Chris? I don't want an overachieving starting quarterback. I want a quarterback that's productive. And Jalen Hurts is average in production. The rushing yards don't mean anything to me. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, all these guys, you don't bring up rushing yards you bring up mobility. You never bring up, hey, Rodgers had 110 yards rushing. You don't ever talk like that about the elite quarterbacks in the league. Except for one unicorn in Lamar Jackson. You do about Josh Allen. I'll give you Josh. But Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts are not in the same conversation. <laughs> I mean... Let's be candid. Physically, not even in the same room. If Josh Allen walked in the room at six foot five, 255 pounds, and then you have Jalen walk in at six feet, 200 and some odd pounds, you're going to know immediately right out of the gate. One guy looks the part, the other guy doesn't. Then you're going to put the film on and go, okay, there's no comparison. Well, Sills is first year, dude. The leaps that Josh Allen has made, you really think you're going to see since the January playoff game, three months, Jalen Hurts 
do what Josh Allen did. Never happened. Never happened. You know, I'm probably just throwing this Kyler Murray out here because I think it's incompetent that the Eagles wouldn't even look at it and kick the tires on it and do this and just come. You know what? And I heard sports take a little bit, Xander. I heard what the guys were saying. Jalen Hurts has been given the opportunity for the 2022 season. I don't want to hear that with my franchise quarterback because that's not a franchise comment. Okay? He's going to get the year to prove it. This is three years now we're talking like this. You you, you don't talk about guys you're going to build your team around, and this is why they're not building the team around them. They're not building that team around him because they know this is his last year. That's why they're not bringing in and spending money. That's why they're going to be going into the draft and looking at some of the wide receivers that we've written down here. This is what they've done. Okay? Matt Hatter says, Sills, it's two years. Do you really need to, do you need to see two years whether or not you know if a chick's good looking or not? I saw Justin Herbert, and in six minutes, I knew he could play. I watched Joe Burrow sling that ball down the field, and I'm like, this guy here, man, this guy's good. Josh Allen, you saw him in his second year. You're like, wow, man. Third year, you're like, wow. Then you start watching. Then you look at Derek Carr's numbers, and you're like, this guy's a top five guy? Okay. We should know we have our franchise quarterback, easy money. Absolutely. Chris says, so is Jalen a franchise quarterback if he throws for 4,000 yards and 25 touchdowns? Chris, who is he doing that with? Devontae Smith? And who? Dallas Goddard? He has never – you've had one 4,000-yard passer – And Carson Wentz is 10 times the arm that Jalen Hurts will ever be. You're going to have to roll this guy every play. He's not going to be able to sit back there in a seven-step drop and beat teams in the NFC East on a consistent basis. That's not who he is. Passers that are 4,000-yard passers are either elitely gifted athletes like Lamar Jackson or... You are a true traditional seven-step guy. Being the sprint-out guy, will somebody do me a favor and take a look and see if Steve Young ever threw for 4,000 yards? I'd like to see if Steve Young threw, because Steve Young is a guy that is is, is kind of a sprint-out guy. But see, you know what's different about Steve Young and Jalen and Aaron Rodgers? Those guys aren't sprinting out to try to create yards. He's sprinting out to try to create opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Okay? To really create passing lanes. All right. Guys, I want to I, I switch gears here because the last time we have Steve Earhart on with us, he is the executive director of the Liberty Bowl, but he was one of the executives with the USFL back in the day. 
And I thought it was pretty awesome the weekend that I watched almost every single USFL game. But you know that was something that was a glaring omission? The history of the teams. Burt Reynolds owned the Tampa Bay Bandits. I mean, Sam Mills is the greatest Philadelphia star player. I didn't hear anybody talking about Jim Kelly and what Kelly did with the Houston Gamblers or Marcus Dupree with the Portland Breakers. None of the history. What's the sense of having the USFL name if you can't benefit from the USFL history? I get the logos. A lot of people recognize the logos. And we bring Steve in here now with us, and we appreciate you doing this. Steve, I got to th- gotta say this, man. I mean, there was a glaring omission right out of the gate. I knew immediately that there's an, a massive lawsuit going on, I would imagine, between the original owners, probably over trademark, and um, uh, what we're seeing today. Do you believe that what NBC and Fox are doing is illegal? Well, it was very interesting, and thanks for being – can you hear me all right, Dan? Oh, absolutely, crystal clear. High technology on your show here, but uh, <laughs> yes, and I think we discussed it some months ago. I said, uh, you know, this just isn't right. You know, uh, many people gave the blood, sweat, and tears and uh, spent millions of dollars building the USFL brand, and as, as you know, and you played against some of these guys, and, and they're in the Hall of Fame now. There's a USFL exhibit in the Hall of Fame. Carl Peterson, the great uh, executive who was the – president of the Philadelphia Baltimore Stars and then president of the Kansas City Chiefs. He, he's he got the USFL trophy on display there at the Canton, Canton in the Hall of Fame. So, yes, it was very disconcerting to all of us uh, that had worked so hard years ago to build the, the brand, the names and the legacy. And that was what we were most, uh, you know, you know, concerned about, you know, making sure that that legacy was respected. And you just ran off a number of the names of whether it's players and coaches and and the great impact that it had on the game of, uh, you know, professional football. And uh, so that's what we were so concerned about. And it, it just wasn't right that they wanted to have the cake and eat it, too, so to speak. They wanted to have the the value of the legacy and the name recognition, but they didn't want to have anything to do. And so that's what spawned uh, the lawsuit. Well, Steve, I mean, I, I, w- I would say this, you know, I know that a judge has given them the ability to go ahead and kick the season off, but I would imagine because the last conversation you told me, if I remember right, correct me if I'm wrong here, you guys owned the trademarks on the Tampa Bay Bandits, the Generals, the Stars and all this. And I, I would assume then that this thing is far from over yet. That, that's exactly right, Dan. In fact, let me, the, the opinion just came out from the judge in Los Angeles on Thursday evening. And uh, let me just read you a couple of sentences. So it's, this is not me, uh, you know, editorializing. I'm going to read just a couple of sentences from the judge's ruling. It said, the evidence shows that the defendants, the defendants are Fox, that the defendants deliberately decided to launch their new league using the same names and teams as the old league in an apparent attempt to capitalize on the nostalgia for the old league. The marks for the league and team logos are nearly identical. And then they go on to say that uh, uh, the, the court, the, the defendants were trying to argue that they do right, but then the, the, the court thus rejects defendants' incredibly disingenuous argument to the contrary. So the judge basically came down and then at an, an earlier place in, the, uh, in his decision, he wrote that, 
The court thus concludes that plaintiff has demonstrated a protectable ownership interest in both the league and team marks. So that's a legal way of saying what you just said, Dan. That uh, so we've got a real conundrum here, if that's the right word here, where you know the judge didn't want to stop all the young players who were down there, you know, in Birmingham playing, but he did say that us old guys, the original USFL, we we now formed a group that's called the real USFL. We put together the 10, 10 ownership groups. And that's we're going to continue our our claim to, uh, you know, right this wrong. And it's just it's not only, you know, compensable money damages, but it's it's doing the right thing. And just as the judge said, they they just uh, they tried to grab it. And some people have used the word steal the logos and the names and uh, without even talking to anybody on on this side of the fence. They haven't had conversation with you on trying to settle it at all, Steve, in any way absolutely zero where would they come off then taking your logos like because they are the only thing that's a little different is like maybe the um the stars instead of having the gold helmet it's yellow but still you see the emblem and almost all the emblems like the bandits uh emblem last night the maulers and i'm thinking to myself wait a minute man these are all and you're still using the names whether they're using the logos or not they're using the names here and so they've had zero conversation with you guys and the original owners of the league. That's right. And we've been trying for a long period of time. I tried, you know, phone and in-person meetings. We had lawyers write letters to uh, requesting meetings, but basically uh, it was just shut, shut down. And they, I, I guess, and I'm not trying to editorialize it, but in their arrogance, I guess they felt that they could just bully everybody. And, and we're going to continue down the road. There's a lot, a lot of, a lot of walking to do before this is over. And as, as the judge said, you know, these uh, these league and team marks belong to us and that uh, certainly Fox was disingenuous when trying to say, well, uh, you know, we're grabbing these and uh, we don't have to even talk to the to the original guys that again and in the in the book that came about the USFL some five. Well, it came out, I think it's 17, but uh, I, I wrote a forward to it and, and talked about how that uh, so many had given so much of the blood, sweat, tears, and millions of dollars to create this. And even as time went on, there was more and more value too, because people respected that. It's just, just this last summer, Sam Mills, who you mentioned, Dan, one of the great young guys that we gave him an opportunity and he's, he's now in the pro football hall of fame. Of course, down here in, in Memphis, you know, Reggie White, I've got his life size uh, picture up here in the wall you know one of the greatest players to ever play in any league he got his start here with the memphis showboats in the usfl and went on to greatness in the in the nfl and so it really is sad and i just uh i wish that fox would have uh you know operated on a on a different lap but you think you're gonna win well i think the judge has already said you know hey again i'm gonna read that again the the plaintiff that's the real usfl has demonstrated a protectable, which is legal word, ownership interest in both the league and team marks. And then when he called Fox uh, disingenuous for what they were doing. So even though they're playing the games, you know, uh, uh, there's we're going to be walking down that road. And, uh, you know, justice, I think, is as important as, as money damages here, uh, because you just don't do that to whatever business you're in or, you know, somebody liking this. I don't know the true, you know, they uh you know, somebody steals something out of your house and then they spend a lot of money and well, now they don't have to give it back because they, they spent a lot of money on it. But it's 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 sad that they have uh, operated this way. But, yes, uh, we're not stopping now. And uh, again, I wish 
well. I, I know a lot of the coaches and not many of the players now <laughs> these days, but uh, they're, they're working hard and they're trying hard. But, uh, you know, what has gone down is, has not been justice, if we could say it that way. Boy, this is really amazing that companies like NBC and Fox are just thinking that they can just bulldog you guys. And I know this for a fact that many of the owners, the original owners, including yourself, have been offered numerous times people to come and try to get those names and logos from you, but you wanted to make sure that it would be put in the right hands. And correct me if I'm wrong on this. And if you could see anything, Steve, from this past weekend, there's an appetite for spring ball with over 3.5 million people that tuned into that Saturday game. People were watching, so you know it's going to work. But the key is really getting to year two, year three. That's what, again – you're, you were probably looking at where you wanted to put it in the hands of people that were competent that would take this logo and take these teams' names to a different level. Now, you couldn't have said it better, Dan. There was so much pride. I, I mean, I you many of your football uh, listeners and uh, people watching know Carl Peterson. I use Carl, a great friend. And By the a- way, Carl's inducting, Carl's inducting Dick Vermeil into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this summer. That's right. See, Dan, you're on top of all this stuff. That's great, but... But Carl is one of the most respected executives ever. You know, he took the Kansas City Chiefs when they were in doldrums, got them to be a playoff team. He he ran that franchise with the ultimate class. And he was he was the architect of the Philadelphia Baltimore Stars that you referenced. He hired Jim Moore, gave Jim, you know, his his pro start. They won the league. They had guys like, uh, you know, uh, well, I will call call all of them, but Sam Mills being one of one of his players there. And he was such a great executive, but he was one of the first guys to call me and say, how did Fox get our names? What? How can they get them? You know, and and so that's that's what is so unfortunate that uh, you know disrespecting those that work so hard to do that and acting like, oh, there's this name here and it's like, uh, and it's only after the the complaint was filed that they're not mentioning, as you said at the top of your show there, Dan, that they're not mentioning it. There could have been we could have helped them in a great way, just like you said, uh, just tying it together and they wanted to have have that but they wanted to to get it by stealing it instead of sitting down and and working something out can you imagine i'm like i'm watching steve i'm watching the gamblers i'm going like this how do do you not mention jim kelly or like i'm watching the generals how do you not mention herschel walker or um you know some of the players that played in the usfl like reggie white these guys how do you not go burt reynolds owned the bandits i mean trump owned the generals i mean you know, it, it has its own boutique-type history to it, you know? And how, how, do you, how do you just take the names and just forget about the history there? And it's no question that they just thought that they could look at you guys and say, hey, you hadn't been in operation, so who cares whether you have a trademark or not? Trademark laws in this country, as far as I know, still go into effect when you own it. And I know you guys have kept that up the entire time since 85. I, I, I just can't believe we're in this position where they may actually have to change names next year. Well, that or, you know, I'm still, and maybe if some of the Fox people are listening, uh, you know, we've invited them to the table here. I'm not saying that we're going to do anything because people are, you know, what they've done is really wrong. And I say, you know, justice is now important as well as the money damage, but we're going to keep after this. And, and you, you, I hope that you, you could be sitting there or you can be on the jury, Dan, when, uh, but we think <laughs> most Americans that are following football, understand exactly what you said they they understood the quality of the play in the usfl they understand the as the judge said the nostalgia and the respect for our league and for what again i'm using carl as an example but what carl worked so hard to achieve 
and then to just dismiss it outright is just it's just not right. And so I, I'm not saying that very legally, but, uh, you know, we've got some great lawyers. We've got a team of uh, a number of lawyers, uh, Nick Maddich, uh uh, in Washington, D.C., he was the acting general counsel for the Patent and Trademark Office uh, under the Department of Justice. And then we've got the Lanier firm and based in Houston that have won huge verdicts in the past. So uh, we've really got some good folks working on this. And I appreciate all their hard work because there's a lot of work. There was hundreds and hundreds of pages and exhibits out there in the federal court. Uh, the judge made the ruling. The, the ruling is made is on the motion for preliminary injunction. So that's just the very beginning of the law case. Get Donald Trump involved in this thing here. I'm sure the president could shake it up a little bit, right? Well, that one I'm not going to respond to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Steve, well, I really hope this thing all works out here. And uh, by the way, it was a great Liberty Bowl you guys had too and all that such. And I'm really happy to see the bowl games back going on with college football and everything. So, um, boy, I'll tell you, I'm rooting for you because, so you know, I was a proud I, I was a proud U.S. old property, regional rights, where the Orlando Renegade owned my rights. I'll be darned. Okay? So I talked to Corso, me and Kevin Fagan and Jim Kelly. And Kelly went to the gamblers, obviously. But we went up and we talked to Lee Corso. And I was like, I don't know, man. I think this league, man, there's Ken Holes in this thing here. There's some really good football players in this thing. And I was this close to doing it, man. I really – I was that close. I still got my Renegades helmet. They gave me a Renegades helmet. I'll be darned. Well, and that's just another point that you say, you know, Lee Corso, one of America's great, greatest guys of all time, you know, as a, a now with ESPN, but as a coach and, you know, just a guy, a wonderful guy that's done so much philanthropically and everything. And he was the coach of the Renegades, as you pointed out. We, I think we had five or six different coaches in the USFL go on to become head coach. Of course, Jim Moore, we talked about, uh, um, let's see, Steve Spurrier, for example, got to start yeah. with the Tampa Bay Bandits and, uh, of course, has won national championships. And and we had, uh, I can't call them out, I should have been more prepared, but we had, I think, 170 players go from the USFL and had great careers in in the NFL. And, of course, we talked about Reggie White and Jim Kelly and Steve Young, but there was a number of others. In fact, our little old Memphis Showboats team had, I think, 17 players go on to have good careers in the NFL. And so great, great respect. And again, I, I, I didn't know that you were uh, tied in there with the Orlando Renegades, but you've had First a great career too. Miami team, then it was, then it, then it went up to Orlando and they invited us up because you guys were the first people to take underclassmen. That's right. And so we were like, well, man, I'd rather start getting paid now. And Jimmy Johnson goes like this to me. He goes, so where are you going? I said, and, and then I told him the number. I go, coach, the guy offered me this number here. And he goes, they offered you a hundred grand. I went, yeah. And he goes, well, go ahead. I said, no, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to, I went like this. I don't know, man. I it was, I went back for my senior year, but I was just, I was really impressed with everything. And I loved the USFL back in the day. Steve, we got to run here, man, but we're going to be with you. We're going to be backing you. And I can't believe Fox and NBC have just tried to run you guys over when you guys put your heart and soul and your finances into that. Truly what was, I thought, the best non-AFL, NFL league in American football history. Good. Well, Dan, send him a message, and you've had a great career. And I'm, now I'm glad to know next time I talk to Lee Corso, I'll see if he, you know, I'll say, Dan says, say hello. Uh, oh, he knows. He knows. <laughs> Absolutely, Steve. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you.
You got it. All right. Also, we're going to talk about the top five wide receivers for the Eagles going into the NFL draft. But so we just broke some news here. Okay. They're suing the USFL and what Fox and NBC are doing is illegal. They own the trademarks. The judge even said it, but they're still airing the games with their arrogance. That's pretty crazy. Okay. They need a lawyer. Speaking of lawyer, you can't ask for a better lawyer than Morgan and Morgan where the fee is free. That means this, they do not get paid unless you get your fair compensation. Listen, if you're hurt on the job, you're injured on the job. Choosing a lawyer is one of the most important things that you could possibly do for your family's future and for your family's safety is finding that right lawyer. For the people, it's not a slogan. It's what they do. It's who they are. Fighting for you and making sure you get the fair compensation. With over $13 billion in 30 years that they have made sure that they got the fair compensation at Morgan & Morgan for you. Over $13 billion, man. With over 800 attorneys and offices in Philadelphia, Florida, New York, across the country, Morgan & Morgan's army of attorneys are ready to fight for you to get you the compensation that you so deserve. Size matters. There is nobody bigger than Morgan & Morgan, and they will fight for you. The call is free. The consultation is free. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And remember this, guys who get attorneys get three times the amount when it comes to their compensation when you get that attorney. And do me a favor, when you contact Morgan & Morgan, tell them Big Sill sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Forthepeople.com. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go up, up, up! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. Do me a favor, guys. Please hit the like button. Philly 500 will join us in hour two at 430. Talking Eagles football. Did you see what the Browns did today? They signed Denzel Ward to the richest contract for a defensive back in the NFL. Was Andrew Barry part of the Eagle front office? Was that guy in the front office? Was was he a former employee of the Eagles, Andrew Barry? Andrew Barry, look what he has under contract right now. Denzel Ward, the highest paid defensive back in the NFL. Miles Garrett, pass rusher. And they paid their quarterback. $50 million. Paying the right guys. Andrew Barry gets it. Howie Roseman doesn't. Andrew Barry is spending the money on the right positions. Remember what? A, who else does that? Let's take a look at that. Jalen Ramsey. Aaron Donald. And Sam, or excuse me, and... Stafford, Matthew Stafford. They took a page right out of the Rams, paid the right guys. Who are the Eagles paying? Let's take a look at that. Your defensive tackle, who's past his prime. Who else? Oh, yes, um, Alshon Jeffrey's still in dead cap money. Who are you guys paying? You're not paying the premium positions to win in the NFL. Quarterback? Cornerback, edge rusher. I would add wide out in there, too. Slay, Malata, and Goddard. Malata and Goddard are on team-friendly deals. They're on team-friendly deals. The Browns are doing it right. The Rams are doing it right. Okay? Pay for the quarterback, get a lockdown corner, and get a premier pass rusher. And that's what you got. And that's how you win. Okay? Okay? Paying the three positions. The three positions. And get this. 
They have no problem doing it. Howie's got a massive problem spending Jeffrey Lurie's money. Guys, you guys won that Super Bowl with a rent-a-car, not a Mercedes. You guys just won it with a rent-a-car because you had to turn it all back in again. And when you turn that thing back in, it turned into a clunker. You never really had anything, man. But you know, take that back. Winning a Super Bowl is spectacular. It's great for the legacy of your franchise. But this is about being great every day. Not about one-year wonders. The Eagles are a one-year wonder. Just like the 85 Bears, one-year wonder. That's not continued greatness. How about this? How many people think the 85 Bears underachieved? Jeremiah says, Lori would beg to differ, Dan. He'll tell you the Browns don't have Kelly Greens. <laughs> yeah. God, so good. Very nice, Jeremiah. Could have given Foles $3 million a year. He probably would still be here. Does Lori have a limit on Howie's card? No. Gary Cobb said it on Monday, guys. He's right. Jeffrey Laurie went to Howie Roseman and told him, you have three years to build this team into a perennial championship contending Super Bowl team. That's why he has no in any way right now, no in any way pressure on him to gamble. Why would he gamble? Why would Howie Roseman gamble when he doesn't have to? His job's not on the line. You know what? Your job should always be on the line. When you're in a high-performance profession like football, radio, broadcasting, your job should always be on the line. You're only as good as the last game you coached, you build the team for. You're only as good as your last show. You're only as good as the last thing you do in your profession, especially when you've got an eye on you and there's a microscope on you the way that there is in the NFL. Come on, man. Andrew Berry. He took a page right out of the Rams. Went and got a quarterback. And you could talk, oh yeah. You can talk about character all you want and all this and that. They got a quarterback, lockdown corner. Made him the richest high, the highest paid corner in the league. And they got a pass rusher in Miles Garrett. Take a look at where the Eagles are. You're paying your top receiver 825, your quarterback 1.5. And who's your edge rusher? Hassan Reddick? What is that, $7 million? Man, how do you expect to contend? You don't. I'm reading it now. There's no way the Philadelphia Eagles are a Super Bowl contending football team this year. How do you eat that? You know what's funny? Xander and I talk about this all the time. Can you imagine showing up to Alabama? Can you imagine showing up to Alabama? And no disrespect to some of the Bulls, but how about this, Xander? How about you go like this? Hey, look, we just hope we make it to the Sun Bowl. Hey, we hope we win seven games at Alabama this year. You know, we just hope we win seven games. You know, we get to a bowl game, have a good season in the SEC, maybe a game above 500. Can you imagine showing up to work doing that? Okay? Can you imagine showing up to work at Alabama going like this? Hey, man, I, I, I want to win seven games. Okay? That's right. It's deeper than a mindset. Xander's exactly right. Let me say this to you, man. When I, 
When I showed up to work at the University of Miami, a one-loss season was a disappointing season for us. If we lost one game, bad. And we still won a national championship one year, losing one game. Losing one game was like hell was freezing over. Holy cow. There was such a sense of urgency. There's no sense of urgency. That's it. That's it, guys. The Eagles have no sense of urgency. There's no sense of urgency in that building to win a Super Bowl again. They think they're going to stumble into another one. I saw a guy go like this. Dan's the worst example of evaluating a quarterback. Really? Evaluating a quarterback? So you mean to say that I'm like the other NFL guys that draft some of these guys like Brandon Whedon or some of these stiffs who get paid millions and millions of dollars to draft a guy like that, Ryan Tannehill, to the Dolphins in the first round, and those guys turn out to be stiffs? You're telling me Dan's evaluation of a, of a, of a talent quarterback. Howie hasn't been very good. You got a substitute teacher, backup quarterback, quarterbacking your team right now who's efficient enough to win you games. And you missed on Carson Wentz. Where's Howie? You think Howie's a talent evaluator at the quarterback position? Uh, no. Hey, that's a good point. You tell me this. What would you give Howie Roseman as a quarterback evaluator when it comes to drafting quarterbacks? What would you give him? Let me see. Since he had a colossal disaster with the Wentz deal, that's got to count a lot against him. He got lucky with Foles, right? Get Foles, okay? Foles. And then Jalen. Xander says, Dan, guys think that the Eagles are good at it. We have a 14K passer in over 50 years. Guys, the Eagles' best quarterback has been five. You can't evaluate quarterbacks. You can't evaluate wideouts. You're not looking to win. There's no sense of urgency. Some of you would go like this. Sills, are you trash? No, man. You know what? I'm not trashing the Eagles, man. The players, man, play hard. They have a great love for the city. And look, I don't, I don't, I don't want to come off where, look, all of a sudden now, I, I, I've got to soften the take. I don't want to do that. But I don't want people to sit here and think, man, is it just me that wants to be a champion all the time? Maybe that's why I'm miserable. I got it. Guys, I got it. That's probably why I'm miserable. Because I like to be great at everything I do. I strive my ass off to try to do it. I want to be the best at what I do. Why do it? Why go through the motions? If you're the Eagles, it's no sense of urgency. All I want for the team is to win. And not nine wins. That's... Nine wins in the NFL? Again, we're talking about thanking me for not robbing a bank. Are you supposed to be getting major kudos because Jalen Hurts was drafted to take over for Carson Wentz and to win games? And we're sitting here going like this? Wow, man, that was a pretty impressive. No, I don't care. 
When you come to the NFL, I don't want to hear this from reporters, and I don't want to certainly hear this from a team. Well, Jalen's going to have the 2022 season as a starting quarterback of the Eagles. That's not confirmation he's the guy. Chris, I would say this to you. Even if Jalen wins 10 games, that still might not be enough. Because the owner doesn't want that style of play. Look, how many times are we going to continue to go over this? Love the kid that ate it on. I'm not even going to repeat the shit because we said it a billion times. This is not a conversation of man of the year in Philadelphia. This is a conversation on whether or not that guy can win Super Bowls. It's not winning the East. It's winning the Super Bowl. If you strive for the East, you'll win six games. If you strive for perfection, you may land in the Super Bowl. Come on, man. I'm going to give you my top five wideouts here in a second. Hit the like button. I'm going to do it here in a minute. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits, go for the fans, go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
Welcome back, National Football Show. By the way, I found something in my garage that I may be giving away, or I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. I found a practice jersey of Jerome Brown. Does anybody be interested in that? His Eagle one. Jerome wore 98 in college. He wore 99 with the Eagles. We had, we had some water in our garage the other day. My wife's going through this. She goes, what's this green 99? I said, holy shit, that's Jerome's practice jersey. I was I, was, I think I was supposed to give it to um, someone at, a, at his golf outing. <laughs> hey, I, I, you know what? And maybe a couple of the hats, too. We'll do it for the start of the season. What do you think, guys? Right? Duck, I got a bunch of Jerome stuff from the Eagles. You'd be shocked. I got a picture of me, Reggie, Chris Carter. We're all having dinner. It's 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 it was a sad situation, but we're all smiling. Um, when it was Jerome's funeral and such, but we're all smiling, man. Seth Joyner's there, man. I showed Seth the other day. He's like, holy crap, where'd you get all this? I go, my wife took them. Yeah. Tony, I have I have his Canes jersey that he signed for me, and I gave him one. His son, D, has it now, has my jersey. I have his Canes jersey. Nah, man. You guys are too passionate about your team. Why wouldn't I share? You guys share with me every day. Okay. Big Seal's needing to share things more. That's a good thing. Okay. That's a good thing. Yeah. No, no. I I, I put it on my um, duck. I put it on my Twitter page. He was in Philadelphia. What do you guys call that place again? The Plateau? Is that what you guys call the place? The Plateau? They were holding a camp there, and I think Reggie's behind him in the picture, and I took it. And I came up because he had a bunch of his other guys wanting to come up from his Canes football team. We came up that day, and it's a picture I took. There's no other picture like it of Jerome and his jersey. Jerome loved talking to the kids. Yeah, man. It's all good. Put it on eBay? No way, man. eBay? That's a fascist website. <laughs> no, thank you. I don't put anything. Yeah, there it is. That jersey, that's the jersey. I took that picture. See that? What do you think of that, guys? We're going to give that away. I'll show it tomorrow. Yep, those, I think that's Reggie over his right shoulder. That's right, Paul. I was there for that, too, Paul. Jerome invited me to a Ku Klux Klan deal here, and it was just ridiculous. Yeah. Hurts his number one fantasy quarterbacks. Thank you very much. Way to go, Xander. I miss him, too, Joe. Joe, I tell everyone, you know, Barkley knew him, you know, and he and Barkley were friends. Jerome Brown has Charles Jerome Brown would have been the football version of Charles Barkley. Okay. Everyone loved Jerome. Everyone, everyone, Philadelphia. 
I told you this guys before, dude, man, when I, when I, when I went to the link and I saw his number 99 up there, man, I was like, of course the city's going to put him in, man. You know, Reggie was the true best player on that team, but Jerome was the heart and soul of the team. Am I wrong when I say that? Those Kelly Green, gang green defenses, who was the heart and soul of that team? The best player was Reggie, but the heart and soul was Jerome. Reggie was never the same after Jerome passed. It's never the same. Never the same. Chris, you know, Reggie was so dominant, man. Dude, Clyde Simmons was a heck of a ball player. Shit, man, he could play. Yeah, yeah, hey, Hugh. That's I like the idea, Hugh. Look, man, I know that. Listen, I've been I've been teasing this thing here. You're getting roasted on Twitter for the ticket sales comment is hilarious. I should be. I'll take it. I, I'll take it. I said it. Hey. Kyler Murray will improve ticket sales for the Eagles. Little did I realize, dude, you could have Barney quarterbacking your team in Philadelphia, and you're still going to sell out Lincoln Financial. You're right. I take that back. Absolutely right. Absolutely. Okay? No question. Dude, you could have anybody, anybody quarterbacking that team. You could have Xander, okay, quarterbacking that team. And it won't matter. You're going to sell that bitch out. That's just who Eagle fan is. Okay? That's just who it is, dude. Xander goes, we might win some ball games. All right. Philly 500 is going to join us. And I know I have been teasing this and I've been drag teasing this a little bit too long. I've got five players that I looked and evaluated, talked to talent evaluators. Here's your five best wideouts in the draft. For your Eagles, we're going to do that at the top of the hour. As I said, Philly 500 is going to be in hour number two at 4.30 Eastern time. Please hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake them Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Two National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sales. Please hit the like button. Thank you for joining us as you do each and every single Monday through Friday. Day two of the expanded show. We appreciate it. Sports Take was awesome before us. Hopefully you go back and watch every single one of the shows here on Jacob Media. We so appreciate it. Bottom of the hour, 4.30 Eastern time. Our friend Philly 500 will talk Eagle football. That'll be at the bottom. We're going to get to the top five wideouts here, I promise you, in this block here. I want to throw this at you first. Any interest in bringing Colin Kaepernick in to take a look if you're Howie Roseman? Any interest on bringing Kaepernick in? You brought a hurdler in. You brought a hurdler in. When's the last time he played ball? 2001? 16? You brought a hurdler in. What's the last time the hurdler played? 14, 16? I think the last time Kaepernick played was 16. Yeah, but nuts. You're saying F him because of his political stance? Who gives a shit what his political stance is? Who gives a shit what his, his sexuality or his politics are? Does that really – so you think that a coach can't coach that? How about just bring him in to take a look and see if the guy – and then you know what you do? Let's bring him in. Supposedly today, he made a pitch that he'd be a backup quarterback. He knows that won't happen because you know why? It's too much of a distraction. But watch this. Colin Kaepernick down in the red zone. Wildcat? I don't know if I have a problem with that especially with a quarterback that I can take off the field to Jalen Hurts. Who would you rather have in the red zone? Colin Kaepernick, who's been to a Super Bowl and won an NFC championship, or Jalen Hurts, who can't find single coverage? Who would you rather have, honestly? And who's a bigger dude? This guy was the next version, or he was probably the next version of Cam Newton, and he was going to be the first Lamar Jackson. He didn't suck. That's a misnomer out there. He did not. His team and organization sucked around him. Trent Balky's the worst. He's not good. I want to show you something here. That's always kind of killed me when people say that. Okay, it really, it really does kill me when, when I hear people say Colin Kaepernick sucked, okay? Colin Kaepernick. I'm going to make a point to you here. Okay, I'm going to make a point to you here, and you tell me if you think this sucks. This is his last year on an absolutely horrific football team. The 49ers, they had fired their coach. Guys were leaving left and right. Okay? You tell me if this is bad. 
He started 11 games. 331 in attempts. 196 in completions. He's 59-2. Okay, Sydney, I like that. I would do that. He threw for 22-41 on a 1-10 team. If you put that out with if you put that out with seven more games, you're talking about what 3,800 yards passing. He had 16 touchdowns and four picks. I don't know about you, but that's pretty good. And his rushing. Here's his rushing. So he had 486 yards rushing. Is that right? So Colin Kaepernick had four here. His last year, he had 468 yards rushing in 11 games. This guy's a thousand yard rusher. He's a 3,700 yard passer and a thousand yard rusher. You think that sucks? You're high. You hate his politics. Understood. That's why you're not a coach. The great coaches coach everybody. The great coaches could coach Joseph Stalin or Martin Luther King. The great coaches can do that. The great coaches can coach the guy who's the biggest ass bag to the guy who's the greatest leader. That's why Belichick will go down as the greatest NFL coach of all time. He can coach Aaron Hernandez, a murderer, and the GOAT. He could coach Tom Brady. And he could turn around and coach Troy Vincent. That's what makes those guys great. Not this. I'm not coaching him. Why? Too much baggage. That's a shitty coach. That's a shitty coach. What's next? Well, I don't want to coach him because he was raised bad. Or I don't want to coach him because of whatever. This guy had no parents. Probably doesn't have any character. You start making these, you start making these opinions of a player before you even get the player in your building. That's not coaching. You make these assumptions on guys. You don't look at people for who they are. Okay. Right. Xander says. The guy compared football players to slaves and owners and plantation owners. And he says, F that guy. That's why you'll never be a great coach if you can't coach people like that. My coach coached guys like that. I had guys on my football team at Miami that loved Louis Farrakhan and hated my religion. I had guys that were not the best people on the planet but my coach could coach him. Jimmy was such a great psychologist. Fuck that guy. Okay, fair enough. Howie Roseman couldn't take the heat with Deshaun Watson. Why would he take the heat here with Colin Kaepernick? And by the way, the league, well, then why would the league continue to use him as a signature when it comes to, well, maybe we were wrong. Then you got that ass bag, Pete Carroll going like this. You know, someone should really give him a chance. Double talking, not giving that guy a chance. And by the way, you'll sign a hurdler 
<laughs> a freaking hurdler who looks like somebody who works at Subway. But you won't bring a guy in who actually is a Pro Bowl type player and a guy who won an NFC championship. By the way, I'm not saying sign him. Bring him in. Work him out. You need a quarterback. You're probably going to, Barrett said it, you're probably going to move Gardner Minshew before the draft. You're going to need somebody who plays that kind of style. Adding him to the team? I don't want him in here. Yet you'll take Vic. Okay. Oh, Vic's okay. You know, he murdered animals, but it's okay. You know, he was contrite. (laughs) Who cares? This is not father of the year. It's the NFL. They have wife beaters, child abusers. Okay. They have people in that league, man, with not the people who are accused of rape. You're 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 really casting judgment on one guy when the league is littered with guys like that. Tyreek Hill just gets a $25 million deal. And there's a tape out there of him and how he treated his family. But he got a raise. Kareem Hunt beats a woman in an elevator. The Browns pick him up and give him a raise. Kaepernick was a jackass. Okay. I'm not defending them. I'm looking for ballplayers. Again, if I'm looking for librarians, if I'm looking for people that are doctors, if I'm looking for people that have to really make decisions and have to be really great with people, he ain't it. I don't want to date my daughter. I think you guys have it wrong. The great coaches coach everybody. From the tool bag to the guys who are the GOAT. Do I think he would fit on the Eagles? I do. Now, the question would be, work him out. See if he's got anything in the tank. He may not. He may have nothing. But you just signed a guy who had all since 2016. Jeff goes, then you ask why California is so effed up. The hell with the police. I get it. Cap's better off. Uh, okay. Look at the hatred for the guy. I'm just looking for football players. You guys are looking for friends here. You guys are looking for friends. You know? So you'd be insulted if Colin Kaepernick was in a Philadelphia Eagle uniform. You'd be insulted if Cap was in an Eagle uniform. I already know the the story. Jeffrey Laurie would be somebody that would not have this happen. But got to remember something. Your mayor is a snowflake. Okay? Your mayor is a snowflake. And this would be right up, man. Public opinion. Doing all the things like transgender and, you know, me too. This would be right up everybody's alley. Man, this would be a kudo for the NFL. Look at how much they made a scene out of Michael Sam when he was like drafted in the seventh round. Gay guy drafted in the seventh round. There was more pub on that pick by the Rams than the guys in the first round. The NFL loves that. They love it. I'm like, the guy's a seventh round pick. 
what are we doing here? <laughs> right? What are we doing here? All right, look, I just threw that out because I'd like to see, and I wanted to see the temperature of what you guys had. Okay? Guy goes, he's not my F and go. Okay, I get it. I get it. Carl says, come on, he can't play anymore. Well, then why not the NFL couple teams put it to bed? Dude, you're looking for players. You're looking for players to play and help your team win, or are you not? David says, how is Cap not a good leader? I didn't say he wasn't. I don't know the man from a can of paint. I never said he wasn't. I'm sure Philly 500 hates him too and would be very, 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 very insulted if that guy was in a uniform. Came out on, I think, one of the social media platforms today and said he'd be willing to be a backup now. Every team needs a backup. Nothing. Xander goes, eh, he hasn't played ball in six years. Yeah, neither is the receiver you signed last week. This guy's more accomplished, though. <laughs> this guy's more accomplished, and you'd get him on a rookie deal. No, not rookie deal. League minimum deal. Colin Kaepernick. What's the loss? You're willing to sign a guy with 22 rape charges and Deshaun Watson, but not Kaepernick. See how that goes back and forth? A guy who's got 22 rape charges and civil suits against him, you'd be willing to sign him, but not Kaepernick. Okay. All I need to know. Tells me a lot. Let's get to the wideouts. Would you guys agree that this could be the best position? By the way, I'll tell you a little bit about the kid Thibodeau. Don't be shocked if Thibodeau slides down around where the Jets pick is. The Jets are at 10. I'll tell you, hey guys, remind me. Will you please remind me about the um, about Thibodeau? Because I heard some stuff today about him. Here are my top five wide receivers in this NFL draft that the Philadelphia Eagles could target. And remember something, when you're picking at 15 and 18, unless you're moving up, you're going to be in a position where one of these guys is going to land in your lap. All five of these guys are not going to go in the first 14 picks. There's absolutely no way. So with all that being said, I'm going to go from five up. Drake London, USC, five, big-bodied kid. Watched him on YouTube. Watched a lot of the – I really love that website that Barrett gave me. So I got a chance to watch some of the top 50 prospects, and I got a chance to see him. Now, he's injured, and he's rehabbing, and he's been rehabbing, okay? He ran a 40-yard dash. It wasn't the best, but he's still rehabbing, Okay? And the one thing that you get with Drake London, I'm going to make a comparison, okay? He reminds me a little bit of Michael Irvin and how he gets separation. He's a physical kid. This guy here can play. All five of these guys are going to make impacts on teams somewhere, okay? All five. So Drake London at number five, USC. At number four, 
George Wilson, Ohio State, I think he was probably the most productive guy, okay, in the Ohio State offense. And I would say this, production matters to me. I don't want to hear traits. I don't want to hear what a guy's potential is. I like people that make plays. This kid, George Wilson, makes plays. He's a playmaking guy. He's great in traffic. When he goes up for the point, he battles the defensive back. He is a fine ball player. This kid here, George Wilson, he does remind me of Michael Thomas in New Orleans a little bit. Kid's a good ball player. These are all fabulous ball players. Number three, Chris Olave, Ohio State. Maybe the most talented player physically that Ohio State has had at wide receiver in recent memory. Kid does everything well. Great 40-yard dash, spectacular vertical. Not the production that this kid Wilson has. I think Wilson is going to be a guy like a Marvin Harrison kind of guy. You know, a guy that just puts up great numbers, 90 catches, 112 or 1,200 yards receiving. He's going to be that kind of guy. And this kid, Olave, he's kind of like Odell Beckham. Now, the problem with Odell Beckham, in my opinion, completely gifted, unbelievably gifted, spectacular. But we get it in spurts. You know, and I'm talking basically Odell Beckham Jr., New York Giants. Not what we've seen over the last couple of years. He's been injured a couple of times. I'm talking about more the Giants. Olave is a good player, man. Number two, George Pickens, Georgia. Wow. You put his film on and you watch him in the run game and you watch him in production and you watch him catching the ball and you watch him yards after the catch, this guy, George Pickens, can play. He is a physical dude, man. He's like a Steve Smith dude. Got an attitude on him, too. This guy can play, man. Really a fine ball player. I think he's the second best wide out. And not a lot of people are talking about him. But to me, George Pickens, man, I think he's the second best wide receiver in this draft. Number one, Jamison Williams. I'm going to make a comparison to him, and it's probably not fair. Jamar Chase. He's a Jamar Chase guy, okay? He, 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 he is a guy who could put up the numbers that Jamar Chase put up, but he's not going to do it in the Eagle organization. Now, if you're okay with that, having Devontae Smith – And by the way, having two Alabama wide receivers, I don't know if anybody's ever going to make a deal out of that. It's not a big deal. Alabama recruits the best wideouts in the country. Them, LSU, and Ohio State, Clemson. USC at times. Okay? Oh, it's Garrett Pickens? My bad. My bad. Sorry about that. The kid Pickens at Georgia is really spectacular. He can play, man. Okay? Yeah, but he made but he made plays. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. 
All I'm saying to you, I got them written down here wrong here. I got it. I got it. I wrote it down over here. Absolutely. Garrett Wilson. There you go. I got it here. London, Wilson, Olave, Pickens, and Jamison Williams. Okay? Those are your five best wide receivers. Which one do you want? USC's, London, Wilson, Olave, Pickens, or Jamison Williams. Who would you want? I don't have Burks there. I got Burks at six. That says Jamison Williams, period. I'm going to ask this question to Philly 500. We're going to get his spin on it here, okay? Please hit the like button. Philly 500 going to join us next. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. My big show. 
Man, there's a lot going on. Yeah, you can leave it up to Sills to blow up a name. <laughs> oh, man. Garrett Wilson, thank you very much, guys, for correcting me. I really appreciate it. I think this is really a talented wide receiving core. I really do, man. And and big picking, I think it is deep. Okay? I do, man. I, I think it's really deep, especially at the wide receiver position. A lot of news going on. And a guy that I've become fond of, man. And this was a really good move by Xander here, getting my boy Philly 500 on. And I'll tell you what, man. Lloyd Brunson... He he goes back and forth on Twitter with people, man. I mean, like you two guys, you guys are battling for your respectability <laughs> at times. I love how these guys go after you guys when you're talking Eagle football, man. Yeah, you know they they come at you if they don't like something you say, they're coming at you, and and you just got to be able to, you know, hey, you got to be able to if you believe in something, you say it and you stand your ground. Uh, I think at the end of the day, they may not like what you have to say. But I think they respect you for it, you know. And if you're wrong, say, "Yeah, you know what? I was wrong." I, I say it all the time. I I was scared of Justin Jefferson in the draft. I was completely wrong. You're never going to be a hundred percent right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, Gary Cobb said something on Monday, and you said this about a week ago, Philly. Mm -hmm. I think you're dead on with this, man. I asked you. I go, "Well, how do you think the offseason has been?" And you go like this. Well, probably the best sign according to Howie, is Howie. Yeah, and, I, that was a big signing. And and get this. Well, in his eyes, like you said, but this is what Gary said on Monday. Gary goes like this. Hey, man, you know, I'm paraphrasing it here a little bit. He goes, Howie looks at it like this. He's been given three years by the owner. The owner probably went to him and said, you don't have to build a Super Bowl team in the next two years, but we've got to be competitive for a Super Bowl. Right. And unlike the 17 team, Philly, this thing has got to be sustainable, unlike the team that won the Super Bowl, because the way you look at it, that team wasn't built for longevity. It was built for right. a one-year moment, and they ended up going across the finish line. But do you agree with Gary that there's not a sense of urgency in the Eagle front office because no, the uh, owner I, gave him that latitude? Yeah, but I, I do agree with Gary. I, I, I think, I think uh, D. Cobb is right in a lot of aspects with this. But I'll take it one step further. There has been no accountability for 10 years with this guy. Like, if you go back and you listen, when they fired Doug, go listen to, to the Jeffrey Lewis press conference. He specifically says, I don't hold Howie Roseman responsible for any of these draft picks. After, what, five, six years, uh, he just doesn't hold him responsible. To me, the way I look at it is like, why are you giving the same guy that ruined your franchise the, the ability to fix it? So I, I think that G. Cobb is right in the sense that, yes, the Eagles uh, and the ownership is letting Howie Roseman do his thing and how he may not be in a rush right away being on he's the first year of a contract. But this has been going on for years, for years. There's just not a sense of urgency, Philly. There's just no. really – not a sense of urgency to build this no. team. You keep telling me that this 2022 season is going to be Jalen's. And I'm like, well, how? that's not confirmation that he's the future of this team. There's another story out there. I want to switch over to this. Okay. So now the Arizona Cardinal uh, reporters are now reporting that they feel no way Kyler Murray is going to be a starting quarterback in Arizona 
come September. They think they're going to move him. Now he's commanding a $40 million contract. You know, and I say this to you. I mean, the Cardinals are talking like, you know, like they're the Patriots or they're like the Steelers or something. Prior to him showing up, they sucked. I mean, it's not like he hasn't changed the culture there. Would you look at him if you're Philadelphia? I, I I think the Eagles will. I mean, I yeah, I think you have to look. You have to look at them at least, right? You have to at least look at them. Um, so I think they'll do that. The, the question is, is, is how much is he going to cost in compensation? How much is he going to cost uh, to sign? You said like what, like 40-something million a year, right? Oh, you're, you're going to be in a $212 million room where it's $45 million yeah. and – you're talking first round draft choices. Yeah, multi, like probably at least three. At right? least three. At, at least three. So, would the Eagles do that? That but, that's but, but, but a great Philly, question. Let me stop you here. You give the okay. three up. You keep the fifteenth pick. You grab a wideout for him. You got Devontae Smith on the other side. You've got Dallas Goddard on the other side, and you end up maybe you end up sending Jalen to the Cardinals mm-hmm. too because he kind of fits that system as well. Right. And he'd be reunited there with Hurts a little bit too. They're looking for. Does that make sense? I, I mean, if, if the Eagles legitimately think he's a franchise quarterback that can win Super Bowls, then yeah, it, it could. My personal opinion on 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 Kyler Murray is, is I think he's tremendously talented. Um, I don't know if he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I, I don't know. Is Jalen? I don't. No. Not at this point, definitely not. And I'd say Kyler Murray's ahead of Jalen Hurts. I would say that. Who would you I, want you know, to take more of a gamble on, Justin Fields or Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray. Okay. So see, it's yeah. a great question. There, there is upside. There is there is upside to him. Um, you know, now if you if you told me, you know, like Deshaun Watson, I I would say I'd take him in a second over. But, uh, I mean, I, I definitely would have to consider Kyler Murray. Am I 100% sold on the kid? No. But I definitely think he would be an upgrade. If Is he an upgrade over Jalen Hurts right now? I think he is uh, from a physical standpoint. I like Jalen Hurts' intangibles a little more, though. I look at Jalen Hurts as more mature, more of a leader, more of a guy who's going to do the other things. I wonder if Kyler Murray's a little immature sometimes. I watched him in that playoff game. He's looked really dejected. And then the all-season drama, um, I think Hurts is above him in, in that aspect. But as far as a passer and athletically, uh, Kyler Murray's hands above him, sure. How about this, man? I get killed on the internet on Twitter when I said this. I go, well, Kyler Murray's going to sell tickets. Some guy goes yeah. like this, hey, buttbag, you, um, you, you, you could have Elmo being the quarterback at Lincoln Financial, and they're going to sell the bitch out. So, Dude, I, I could be the quarterback. Eating cannolis <laughs> between snaps, and it will sell out. And I'll tell you what, man, I'll, I'll, I'll elbow a couple Cowboys. I will. I'll, I'll, I'll give them some dirty cheap shots, too. Oh, my no God. Problem. I would love to see that. My God, I'll be there, and I'll be your bodyguard, man. I will sit in the stands. <laughs> if you want to throw if you want to throw a couple Cowboy guys onto the field, I'm there with you, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. They have. They're at the link with Philly 500 and big sales. I'll tell you what, it'd be a big day in the Inquirer. That's what it would be. Going off go on Cowboy in, fans. Go down in history is one of the great days ever. What's yeah. going to be a bigger day? The Cowboy game one in Philly or Wentz going into Wentz. 
Wentz. It's got to be Wentz. At, at least, at least the first game, it's got to be Wentz. Especially if they can make that the first game of the season. Put it on like Monday Night Football, man. That would be awesome because it's going to be interesting to see what Carson does when he comes and plays the Eagles. And, and you know, I know a lot of Eagle fans think, oh, he's shot. He, he doesn't have anything left. I'm not so sure that. I, I'm not so sure. You know, I, I still think he can play. I do, too, and I think they're going to win the East. Hey, Maniac, so you want a food challenge between me and Philly 500? Well, let me just say this to you. Okay? You know what Manju and Gots means? <laughs> you know what Manju and Gots means? <laughs> I'm going to throw some go. wide receivers off you, Philly. Ready? Okay. Yeah. These are my top five wideouts. Okay. Drake London, USC. What do you make of him? Sounds His name sounds like a Canadian rapper to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. From so Toronto. His name's not shaking, From even Toronto. though he went to Southern Cal. Um, I, Big guy. Uh, definitely talented, physical. I, I worry about his speed at the next level. I feel like today's NFL, man, it's almost more important to have guys that are fast on the outside, you know, so that that would concern me. Garrett Wilson, Ohio State. Love him. I absolutely love him. Uh, he he arguably is my favorite receiver in this draft between him and Jameson Williams. He is a guy, man. That's I see um, Olave. I think he's more productive than Olave is, but Olave is probably – the better talent when it comes but right. I hate putting talent above production. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I got right. him Olave at three. What do you make him? Probably what I just said, right? I would I would have I would have Olave either three or four. He would be three or four for me. It, it, for me would go probably Jameis Williams, Jameis Williams one, Garrett Wilson two, maybe Traylon Burks three, Chris Olave. I'd be between those two guys at three and four. You're going to be shocked when I say this to you. I got Pickens at two from Georgia. I love Pickens. I think he's very underrated. And I think think he's very underrated. And that's why I think he'll be down there at 15 or 18. Yeah. I I don't think he's going to be in the top end of the draft. I do think, though, talent-wise, he's right there. Yeah, I, I like Pickens a lot. Um I think I always saw him as like like an early second round pick. So he's a guy you could like, if you were 18, you wanted to trade back and get him, you could get him. He he would be a top five receiver for me. You think the Eagles do any kind of trading whatsoever in the draft when it comes to those first picks? Or you think they're done? I think they're going, I think they're, I think they're going to be trade trade, like trading like crazy in the first round. You think they they could trade up? Yeah, I think, I think they're going up. I don't think they're staying. I don't think there's any way this team is staying at 15 and 18. I think they're trading up. Now, here's the question, because there's a giant hole at corner, right? You got a giant hole at corner. If if you covet a guy like, like Sauce or a, a Stingley Jr., if you covet those guys and they get to, like, between 6 and 10, I think the Eagles would try to make a move up for them. And if they can't get one of those guys, I think they're going to try to make a move up for maybe either a defensive end or uh, one of these tackles. But I, I think the Eagles are going to go up, and I think they're going to go back. So you think they're going to – Xander thinks the same thing. He thinks they're going to take the 15th pick and move up and move down with the yeah. 18th pick. And yeah, and I think what? they pick up a second, a second number two. 
and then they take one of the receivers in the second round. I think they're going to go defensive tackle corner. Then they're going to go wide receiver second round. And then I think their second, second round pick, they're going in for a job. Injured in the uh, workouts, but um, you get him in the second round. That would, and plus he was projected around 15 yeah. prior to that injury. Here's something that's coming out now. Now, again, we're in the land of misinformation, as you know, right now, because every team doesn't want you to know their game plan. But there's a lot of people that are saying that Thibodeau may fall down to 10. Could you see that the Eagles could move up to 10 where the Jets are? Yeah. Go up to 10, and there's a relationship, if I'm not mistaken, right, with the general manager in New York, yeah. Jets, Joe Douglas, Philadelphia Eagles, that yeah. those two guys could make a deal here where you're looking at if Thibodeau is there at 10, could you see the Eagles maybe make a move for him I there? I do, yeah. Well, they brought him in for a visit. So why do you bring a guy like him in for a visit? Him and Saul Scarter, who are not going to be there at 15. You have to be bringing in some guys that you would consider trading up for, right? I mean, everything is not a smokescreen. I got to tell you this, Dan. Like, I hate the idea of sitting in a spot and letting everybody dictate to you who you're going to have to pick when you get to that spot. If you like somebody, be aggressive and go get them especially when you have the ammunition and you've done nothing in free agency. At what point do you get aggressive? So I think, I, I hope they trade up. I really do. Go get the guy you want. If Thibodeau's at 10, go get him. If that's who you like, if that's who is on your board, you know, do you think I, they I, take, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Do, do, do you think they take a quarterback in this draft in one particular round or another? <laughs> I think there's a shot. Yeah. I think watch out for Matt Corral. I know this is crazy, but why would they bring him in for a visit? I, I just think that in the second round, if he's somewhere in the second round, I think they could go. I I think watch out for Matt Corral. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I could see the Eagles. By all accounts, they think he's the best quarterback in the draft. Uh, they brought him in for the visit, only quarterback to come in for a visit. So how about this is it a too? Smokescreen on how about this too? People are saying that Carolina's going to take him at six. Here's a guy that's a it shows doesn't it show you the position? Here's a guy who's evaluated as a second round talent, but could go because the position is such a neat position. Yeah. Could go number six. This is where right here, Philly, where the quarterback situation is always overvalued. If you take yeah. Matt Corral at number six, he's a second round talent. I yeah. mean, that's not franchise stuff we're talking about here. Mm. No, but but you know, quarterbacks always always rise in the draft. Teams are always looking for that guy. I mean, the Eagles, whether they take a quarterback this year or next year, they're taking a quarterback within the next two drafts. So if there's if we're in the same situation a year from now with the quarterback situation, they're going to take a quarterback. So uh, to me, uh, we're going to do it at some point as well. Uh, it, it doesn't surprise me that teams like Carolina, Pittsburgh, they all may take a quarterback way early. But Corral at, at six would be crazy early. Crazy early. Would you rather go after and start kicking tires on Kyler Murray, or would you rather call the 49ers for Debo Samuel or the Titans for A.J. Brown? And let me set it up here for you before you answer, Philly. Um, Debo Samuel and both A.J. Brown have both told their respective teams that they're not showing up to any organized team activities, and they're not showing up to the facility same thing with Kyler Murray until they get new contracts. So 
they have money. And we talked about this last week a little bit with Debo, but now you've got to get into a position where you still got Garoppolo on the, on, on the, uh, on the cap. He's still sitting there and you're not going to be able to play Nick Bose. He's going into the final year of his contract. You look at Debo Samuel, man. I don't know how the Philadelphia Eagles are not in line there talking to John Lynch, the general manager of the 49ers. Yeah, I agree. I yeah, I, I I've I've thought that that was the move all along to get one of these, you know, wide receivers on and who want a new contract, whether it's DK, Debo, AJ Brown. Like I think that's been the play all along, and and I think the Eagles should have done it. And then you can give Hurts a proper evaluation, right? You're you're going to have given him an extra weapon, uh, and then he goes out and he does what he does, and then you know whether you're going to get need a quarterback or not. Um, so I, I I wish they would do that. I, I wish they would, but it ain't happening. It don't look like it. Okay, last question for you here. What is the most misunderstood thing about Eagle fans? <sighs> misunderstood thing. That I would say that um, we're like really, really bad people. Like, you know what I mean? Like the whole booing of Santa thing is so overdone. Like, I'm so tired of hearing about it. Santa was drunk off his ass right on that field that he deserved to get booed. That Whoever that guy deserved it. So, you know, it, that, that kind of stuff gets a little played out. Uh, but I don't – I kind of like being considered nasty and mean, and I like that whole feel to it. I liked when we had the vet and it was the dirtiest, nastiest stadium. Like, I, I, think, I, I think that goes well with us. I think we should embrace it, to be honest with you embrace it i'm gonna tell you a real quick santa story that my grandfather did okay all right here you're gonna love this so same thing so we're going by we're driving in the car i'm a young kid too and there's santa you know collecting money for the salvation army ringing this bell we're at a stoplight my grandfather's looking over at the guy ringing his bell he's talking my grandfather rolls his window down and he goes like this hey you fucking bum Get a fucking job. And, and I'm going, I looked over at my grandfather and I go, how could you say that to Santa? He ain't, he ain't, don't worry, he ain't Santa. He's a bum, believe me. Okay, and, and I think that's kind of one of the things why I really kind of am a, I have an affection for Philly fans because my grandfather yeah. would be an incredible Philadelphia Eagle fan. That's the perfect he complete, fan, yeah. he's like He rolls it down. He goes, hey, get a job, you fucking bum. <laughs> I go, Dad, he's Santa Claus. He's a bum, believe me. That's my dad telling me that I'm a, every morning in the summer when growing up. Go get a job. I'm seven. How am I going to get a job? <laughs> Find a way. <laughs> get a job. I'm seven. Well, Philly, you and Lord Brunson, <laughs> man, you. have become boys on the show, and we really appreciate you doing Thank this, man. You, man. I mean it. I have a great time with you. and I do, too. Yeah, we're going to do it again, my friend. I appreciate it. We'll yeah. do it around the draft time, too. Thank you so much for coming Sounds on board. Good. Make sure you go over right. and watch Philly 500 when he's live. I appreciate it, brother. It's all good, man. That's really great stuff. I love talking with him. And by the way, Morgan to Morgan time here. The fee is free, folks. When you're choosing a lawyer – this is one of the most important things that you could possibly do. That's right. And get this. When I say the fee is free, they don't get paid unless you get proper compensation. If you get hurt or you're injured on the job, picking that attorney, as I said, is absolutely one of the most important things that you could possibly do is finding that right attorney. For the people, isn't just a slogan. It's what they do. It's who they are. 
fighting for you, making sure you get the fair compensation. Get this, over the last 30 years, they've got $13 billion Morgan & Morgan has for their clients and compensation that they so deserve. With over 800 attorneys and offices in Philadelphia, Florida, New York, and across the country, Morgan & Morgan and the Army of Lawyers, it matters and size matters. When we're talking about Morgan & Morgan, there is absolutely nobody bigger And they fight for you to get you the fair compensation you so rightly deserve. Listen, the call is free. The consultation is free. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And when you call Morgan Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sill sent you. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS, not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan for the people.com. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go, oh, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. 
Welcome back, National Football Show, Maniac. I heard your favorite ice cream. Uh, I heard it's hugging these nuts. I heard it's hugging these nuts. Are you really good with that? Nice cone, hugging these nuts. Jesus criminy, man. Oh, I can't bring you guys anywhere. <laughs> I can't bring you guys anywhere. So I get a call the other day from, you know, from Christine Brennan. Hey, people were like tweeting me saying that some of the people in your room were, were talking shit to me. I, I have to go back and look. I didn't, I had a lie for you. I had a lie for you. Dang, Philly Dan, thank you. I had a lie for you guys. Now you're making me lie for you. No, 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 man. That's not nothing like that. We know nobody said anything over the top. My aunt even's like this. Jesus Christ, so they know she's a pill. They don't care. They don't give a shit about what her accomplishments are. They care she's interesting. And 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 he goes like, yeah, you know, Silio, he sees me talking shit on this guy. First hour, I'm, I break news that the USFL is illegally playing football games. You know what you guys are saying? Hey, I don't give a shit what this guy says. I could care less. Philadelphia Stars, great. Okay, wonderful. Brian Scott, great story. Occidental College. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay, kid. Yeah. She was stale. Way to go, Rico. Ugh. I can't take you guys anywhere, man. Listen, she got it easy, huh? Oh, you know, I'm trying to have some diversity here a little bit. Hey, Sills, get Joey Shake 72 on your show. That's got to go through my people, which is Xander. Joey Shakes. Okay, Joey Shakes. That will go through Xander. Although all that stuff goes through Xander. Xander's the guy that goes thumbs up, thumbs down like Caesar. Ooh, Xander says I like him. Okay, Xander says he likes him, so we may have to, like, do some research on him. Got opinions? That's what I always say to people, man. If you're going to be a sports talk guy, say something. Anything. I don't care what it is. I, I don't care what it is. 500 and Joey Shakes do a show together. Oh, okay. Pass on Shakes, Big Chris. God, you guys are rough. Philly Mike better. <laughs> never heard of her. <laughs> Shame. You've never heard of Christine Brennan. Oh, my God almighty. Uh, you guys are so bad, man. Hey, did you, the poor guy, Tim Brando. Goes like this, Sills. My my utensil wasn't showing, was it, on the table? I went, no, that was the first time. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, that was the first time. He goes, should you guys edit it out? I went, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> edit it out. What the hell? You guys, man, you, you're making – this is almost like between two hedges with Galifianakis where I'm sitting here trying to do a decent interview and there's things going on around me here and I'm doing this. 
If you see my eyes plastered to the middle of the screen, okay? <laughs> Chat roasting Joey Shakes, man. They crack me up. <laughs> Look at what you guys are doing. Hey, dude, Maniac, I actually like Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis. I think that probably tells you my um, my mentality. Ewing says, Joey Shakes talked bad about Sills a few mo- mo- months ago. It's all right. That's all good. That's all good. Xander talks bad about me every day. <laughs> that take sucks. That's all right. We'll get the true story. Okay. No, 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 no. If somebody's ripping a take that I have, that's not personal. No. Silio goes into his bobblehead. Hey, Chris, drop your knees. (laughs) Sam Howell is more NFL ready than Corral. Sam Howell had a shit last season at Carolina. Okay, he did. He had a horrible beginning to the season. He rolled a little little bit better. But how going into last year, like that kid from Oklahoma, Radler, those two guys were potentially going to be the first picks in the draft. And they got out to horrible. The the Oklahoma quarterback ended up getting beat out, and he's transferred. I'm with you, man. I don't think anything of that kid. Gate City Sports is another snooze fest. Is that what you guys are saying about Christine Brennan? Ugh. So what do you guys make of my top five wideouts? Which one do you want? London, Wilson, Olave, Pickens, or Williams? Which one? Which one of these guys? We agree they're taking. They're taking a wideout. Okay? They're taking a wideout. Me? Will Jamison Williams be down there at 15? Hey, that's a better question. Who, which one of these five wideouts do you think will be down there at 15? And would you rather have Thibodeau or one of these wideouts? If Thibodeau falls to 10, would you move up to 10? You got a relationship with that. What's that guy's name? Donald? McDonald? What's his name? The GM of the uh, Jets? What's the guy's name? He was he worked with um, the Eagles forever, and he's now the general manager of the Jets. Um. Anyway, there's a relationship there. Would you would you would you want Thibodeau or one of these five wideouts? Shut up, maniac! God, you're so bad, Douglas. That's it. Thank you, thank you, Kay Hopkins. I can always count on somebody to be honest and real. An unlike tool bag maniac. Yes. Joe Douglas, thank you, brother. Thank you, Lebo. Look, people with common sense and being normal, unlike maniac. I do. I do count on you. Which one of these you want? I'll take Jamison Williams. 
Sal says Williams out of out of all those dudes. I'd rather trade down and then take Burks. You know what? What you know why I would take Jamison Williams? Because he's coached by whoever that wide receiver. Hey, hey, Xander, who's the wide receiver coach at Alabama? The Eagles should hire him too, like they hired the old line coach. You you should hire him. But you may not be able to afford him. Whoever that wide receiver coach is at Alabama, um, his resume in the NFL over the last five years has been sick. Has been sick. Holman Wiggins, since 2019. 19, 20, 21. So in the last four years, those guys, that guy's been part of the evaluation process to bring all those wideouts in. And he's recruited people like Jamar Chase and all the people in the Southeastern Conference, like Pickens and all these guys. Shit, man. This guy knows talent, dude. This guy, Wiggins, that might be somebody you, hey, you know what's funny? Hey, I've got I got I got a plan for Howie. I got a plan. I got a plan for Howie. I want to hit on it now. We're number three. Guys, please hit the like button. I want to hit on this. I want to hit on this because the college game is becoming so dynamic now. We'll reset everything. Please hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Thank you, Mama. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. 
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Your boy, Maxie, he's turning out to be a hell of a ball player. Hour three, appreciate everybody coming aboard. Please hit the like button. You guys are making this thing one of the fastest moving shows in all of YouTube, man. Thank you so much, man. It doesn't even seem like we added another hour to the program. I appreciate everybody stepping in with us. Dude, your boy, Maxie, man, he's playing great. But Donut needs to play better. Dude, you can't be the fourth leading scorer in a playoff game against the Raptors and think you're going to move out in the second round if James Harden is playing like he's playing. Hey, fat guy, show up. Be in shape. Holy cow. Is he a waste? That may go down as one of the worst moves since the Lakers took Kwame Brown. No, no, Kwame Brown, wasn't that a Jordan pick? Was it Jordan? Didn't Jordan pick Kwame Brown when he was running the Wizards? Remember that stiff? Holy cow. James Harden looks fat, old, and out of shape. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Yeah, that's right. Kwame was with the Wizards. Then he played with the Lakers. He actually wasn't all that bad in Los Angeles. He just wasn't the first pick in the NBA draft. Dude, the guy looks terrible, man. I love, hey, Joel Embiid is such a beast. He's going over to Nick Nurse, respectfully. Shut the F up, dude. Stop bitching about the calls. He didn't say the F. I did. I added that. Stop bitching about the calls. Dude, that's great. You see the ref was there with the whistle. He was watching the whole thing. Very respectful. I love that. That's a rivalry, man. And he's like this. You think you're going to keep following me and putting me on the line like that? I'm not O'Neal. I'm going to make my free throws. That's the one thing. And I said this last week, and everybody killed me for it. Who do you think, again, I get Shaq's the most dominant center in the history of the sport. He is. 28-13 every night. O'Neal's going to run you off the floor. But Embiid's got a three-pointer. He's got a perimeter shot. He makes his free throws, and he's great on the box. Dude, he's like Olajuwon. I would compare Joel Embiid to be a bigger version of Akeem Olajuwon. Is that fair? Okay. Don't you think? You look at Joel Embiid. He's a bigger version of, of Hakeem. Hakeem had everything. You know That spin move, you know, on the five, he had that spin move. Man, he schooled guys like Shaquille. Tim Duncan, he owned him. Dude. Big Moose, Big Moose says that uh, Harden will step up in the next round. What makes you say that, man? He's never stepped up in any round. 
Wow. Picking and B trains. He really does train with Akeem. It shows. That guy has a game like Akeem Olajuwon. It really does. Yeah, we're going to reset that whole thing with Kyler Murray. I'm not going to stop talking about it. Even Philly 500 says you got to kick the can. At least kick the tires on the thing. Call Arizona, Steve Kime, the general manager, just to see what the hell the guy's thinking. I have a problem with that. Prior to the break, Xander told me that Holman Wiggins is the wide receiver coach at Alabama. You guys hired away the best O-line coach in college football at the time, right? Jeff Stoutland. Dude, with all of these great assistant coaches that are in the game today in college football that are recruiting all of these guys, I would bring Ed Ogeron into the Eagles and go, Ed, who are the best players in the SEC? Ed Ogeron's the greatest recruiter in the history of college football. He built the SC dynasties. He won a national championship. You think there's any coincidence, all those wideouts and DBs and all those players that come out of LSU are there because why? LSU is a great program and they vote. They haven't produced the amount of talent that wasn't it one year when they won the national title, that team had 65 guys go in the draft. I would bring in every single guy that was a big-time college football coach, and I would have him coach my guys. This guy, Wiggins, you don't have a wide receiver coach in Philadelphia that's better than this guy. But then again, I don't know if you can hire him away from Alabama. Think about that for a minute. The Alabama wide receiver coach, you couldn't hire because you couldn't afford him. You couldn't afford him. And if you did, you'd have to overpay him. He ain't leaving Alabama. That guy's got a ticket one day to be a head coach in college football. Okay? Xander's like this. Is there a wide receiver coach anywhere with a better resume? I'll tell you what. The wide receiver coach who coached with Coach O, who had Jefferson and Odell Beckham and Jamar Chase, and those guys, Xander, those two programs, I think the wide receiver coach at Ohio State's probably not all that bad, and at Clemson as well. Okay? I mean, those are your places. Man, I would get, I would, I would hire these guys and bring them into my coaching. If I'm going to hire, get this, if I'm going to hire a young coach who's inexperienced like we have with Nick Sirianni or Jonathan Gannon, I'm going to hire a college guy. I'm going to hire a college dude. And people would go like this. Well, I'll tell you what. These guys are going to be sitting with. And if Howie has all the say that people say, why wouldn't Howie want a guy who's been recruiting the college ranks for the last six years? You know, one of the biggest advantages that Pete Carroll and Jimmy Johnson had when they came into the NFL as college coaches, they had been recruiting all of these players for 10 years. They knew the guys they missed. They knew the guys who went to other programs. That's why they're getting guys in the third and fourth round. They knew all these guys. There's really not a connection to the college game in Philly. There's no pipeline. Pete Carroll's got a pipeline 
And that's why they've been good for all these years. Why do you think you see Nick Saban at Alabama, Florida, Clemson, Ohio State? Why do you think he's down at Alabama seeing Saban? Because they're best friends? That's not what those two guys do. They're constantly talking about players and football. Bill Belichick looks like he's part of the coaching staff for Alabama. He's down there every offseason scouting kids. Was there any doubt he was going to pick Mac Jones to be his starting quarterback? Was there any doubt? Saban probably told him, hey, this guy's ready. Um, he, he, You're not going to go wrong with him. He's not going to be a bust. He's a hardworking kid. He threw the talented wideouts. Look at the wideouts he threw to. I would hire every single one of these guys. And I'd put them on my coaching. Well, if I'm going to hire young, why not hire young who know the talent coming into the game? Makes sense? When Jimmy Johnson built the Cowboys, every single coach on that coaching staff was with me at Miami. So when Butch was looking for D linemen, or Campo was looking for DBs. Or Wanstatt was looking for linebackers. Or Tony Weiss was looking for O-linemen. They had been recruiting the top kids in the country. Don't you see how the Cowboys were drafting and going after players? And then within three years, they won a Super Bowl because they knew what they were doing by finding talent. When you hire a guy like Jonathan Gannon, or you hire, for that instance, Nick Sirianni, He's just an inexperienced guy who doesn't have a lot of experience coaching guys, and he has no experience at the college level because he's been a gypsy the last 15 years trying to keep his job as an NFL assistant coach. Big Chris goes, I'm going to say Chip failed. Okay, you know why Chip Kelly failed? Because in the beginning, he wasn't a very good coach. When he left Oregon, okay, he left Oregon. Dude, San Francisco, one year in Philly, two years in Philly kind of. He was not a very good coach. And he was recruiting from the Pac-12. And his style of play, remember his style of play? 85 plays. You wear your defense out. He never had any notion of playing any defense when he was at Oregon. The Philadelphia Eagles didn't fail because they couldn't score points. The Philadelphia Eagles failed because the roster got depleted by the midway point of the season under Chip Kelly. And then he started phasing out guys who were legitimate guys asking questions. Coach, we can't run 85 plays. You're going to run the entire team onto the IR. And he did. Completely messed everything they had built. And get this, the Eagles have had the most success since 2000? Absolutely. You bring in a coach. Coach Johnson didn't coach me in college, just so you know. Butch Davis coached me. But it was Jimmy's say on whether or not I started or not. Start him. Jimmy would watch film. He loved guys making plays. He loved guys that were productive. He didn't want to hear potential. I want production. You know the guys that you guys talk about sometimes that are going into the NFL draft? This guy's got great upside. 
I don't want to hear that. Okay, let me ask you this about Jalen Hurts. You think Jalen Hurts was productive this year? You think Jalen Hurts was productive? What do you think? Was your was your quarterback this year productive? Okay. Allison, why are you saying bring in a coach? I, I'm not talking head coach, Allison. I'm talking position coaches. I'm talking position coaches. Shane says no. Yes. Jeremiah says yes in a small way. D, yes. Smile, no. Sal, at times. Chris, you think 3,100 yards is productive? That's a joke. Here. Chris thinks 3,100 yards is productive. Let's do that over 15 games. You think 206 yards and passing yards is productive? What do you have, 16 touchdowns? Average a touchdown a game. So he's throwing for 206 yards a game. What do you have, 945? Okay. So here's what you said was productive. Jalen Hurts, a game, did this. 206 yards passing. 63 yards rushing and one touchdown a game. Is that productive? 206, 63 yards rushing and one touchdown. Chris said I said average. Yeah, but Jeremiah, he only played 15 ball games. He didn't play the last one and he missed the Jets game, so it's 15. With one receiver, keep that in mind. Name. Carson Wentz had one wide receiver in Indianapolis. He threw 27 touchdowns and had seven picks and 3,700 yards and a 94 quarterback rating. And you all say he sucks. Carson Wentz averaged almost two touchdowns a game. And let's see what that 3,700 came to. He too played 15. Carson Wentz averaged 256 yards a game. He averaged 256 yards a game and almost two touchdowns a game. Chris, you don't add that in to your passing stat. So he is responsible for less than 270 yards in total offense for your offense. See, right? 206, 63, 269. 269 yards of total offense. Let's see what your wideouts, your wideouts, well, one of them, 
had nine nine fifty. Your wideouts averaging sixty three yards a game. So your quarterback's averaging two hundred six. Your wideouts averaging sixty three. And your offense out of your quarterback is averaging 269 yards in total offense. That's below average, big time. Below average. It's below average. Now you add the running attack. The two best running attack teams were very marginally successful this year. The Colts and the um, and the Eagles. Eagles got blown out in the opening round by the Bucks, And the Colts didn't even make it. And they had a guy who gained 1,800 yards. Eagles got better with Jalen, just the facts. They got better? Nine and eight. You think they're going to go... You think they're going to improve three games and win 11 games this year in the NFC East? That's a good point. I'm going to ask that question. Let's see if Siri can do it here. I want to know what that number is. What's the average passing yardage number for an NFL game? According to Statista. Okay. 246 yards is average for an NFL. Average. 246. You think Jalen Hurts, and if he does this, and if he does this here and goes like this, let's just say he gets 250, times 16. That's 4,000 passing yards. You think Jalen's capable of doing that? You think Jalen's capable of doing 4,000 passing yards? Pickett says 4-12 and 12 to 9-8. and eight. What does that mean? Curious. They were better. They were better. So you think Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz? No way. Easily. Did you look at the schedule? 11 and 6. I did look at the schedule. How are you thinking that this team got better? So you're okay with them going in. Let's see. 270 yards a game. Chris. 270 yards a game. I think you'd be really good with that. I'll do 16. That'd be 4,200. That'd be 4,320. If Jalen Hurts throws for 270 yards a game, he should be the starting quarterback of this franchise for the next 10 years. Okay? Now his rushing title, his rushing numbers are going to come down. I don't know. Hey, 270? Allison, I disagree with that. They they threw the ball like 30-some times in that game. What were they trying to do? They were shut out almost in that first half against the Giants. DB, you think that Jalen is the equivalent to Dak Prescott. You think they're the same guy. I don't. I think Dak's better. I think he's more average. Jalen will be around 3,300. That's not good enough, man. 17-game schedule? That's not good enough. 
that is just not good enough. Hertz is going to surpass a lot of people. Wow, where do you see that? Okay, DB. Allison, where do you see him getting better in three months? You think he's really going to get better in three months since the playoff game? With the talent he has on the field. You think he's getting better since January? Reading defenses. When Seth Joyner, Troy Aikman, myself, Barrett Brooks, everybody were screaming, just get it out there. He's going to be better. I just don't see it, man. Hey, you know what? I pray to God I'm wrong. I really do. I pray to God I'm wrong here. I do. And if you know me, I'm not one of these guys. See, you know what's funny? I was watching Undisputed today with Bayless and Shannon Sharp. They couldn't get through a show without bashing um, LeBron James. And LeBron James not even in the postseason. But they couldn't even get in through a show without bashing LeBron. I will make this point to you. I was wrong on Lamar Jackson. And if Jalen Hurts turns out to be a superstar player, we all win. Lou, he's working right now with Tom House in Southern California without any of his receivers. Brady's been working with all of his wide receivers this offseason. How do you get better when you're not with your own wideouts? Have a little patience, Carl says. Patience? This is the NFL, Carl. Patience? Patience is nine and eight, four and 11 and one. That's patience. Watching the Eagles disintegrate since the Super Bowl is patience. What about the last four years? You just dismiss that? Isn't that patience? Hey, look, here, you know what? This is a better, I got a better question for you here. I want to ask you this question. Xander, I bet you too, I bet you this is where this is coming from. How much latitude has the Eagle organization been given by its fans because of that Super Bowl win? Hey, so you know where I stand? Would I take two or three years worth of shit football to win a Lombardi trophy? I would. If we were getting back and all of a sudden we're back to contending again, in two or three years, and we're back in that conversation, and we suck for two to three years, I'd be okay with that. Okay? I'd be okay with that. I'd sacrifice two shitty years to get back into the conversation of being a Super Bowl contender. I don't want to compete because that's what the Eagles are doing right now. Like you guys say, they're 9-8. and eight. Huss, that's 500. Are you really rooting for 500? Carl Goh's been waiting 50 years. That's right, Carl. How much more time are you going to give them in latitude on patience? How much more latitude do you get before the organization starts to get cold on it? Guys, you're the freaking Eagles. Act like it. Maybe that's it there. You know what's funny? I would tell Giant fans this too. You're the New York Giants. 
Act like it. Fumbling around the last 10 years, it's easily one of the worst decades of football in giant football history. You're the New York Giants. Act like it. (laughs) Act like it. Don't act like a team that's just comfortable going out and competing and not contending. I mean, and within the last, get this, and within the last six years, am I right? You have fired a Hall of Fame coach and you fired a Super Bowl champion coach. And your team is now back to being average. Giants suck. (laughs) Good. Jalen is the quarterback. What are you trying to say? If Anthony Jalen's your quarterback, you'll never win a Super Bowl. That's what I'm trying to say. You want it any clear? I'm making it as clear as I can to you. Well, Allison, they have two Super Bowls. Wait a minute, excuse me. They have three Super Bowls. You don't own the Giants. They have three. And last time I checked, three. Actually, wait a minute. Is it three? Four. Excuse me. Giants have four Super Bowls. Last time I counted, that's three to one. You're wrong. Anthony, we'll find out. I want to go get Kyler Murray. Price tag's too steep for you guys. Isn't it funny? I talked to you about Andrew Barry. And Andrew Barry, man, goes and makes a guy today, the highest paid defensive back in Denzel Ward. He's got an edge rusher in Miles Garrett, and he's got the quarterback all signed, sealed, and delivered. And you got Jalen Hurts. All right. Andrew Barry won the offseason. You bet he did. And that guy was in your building, and Jeffrey Laurie let him walk out the building. You know what that guy did in the offseason? I'm going to be as blank, as, as frank as I can. Andrew Barry went like this. Fuck those 22 sexual assault cases. I'm not running a team here with it, Baker Mayfield. Let the chips fall where they may. I'm dumping all the dead weight we have on this team. I'm going to sign guys we need to, a DB and a pass rusher. The rest of them are chess pieces. And the Browns are now going to contend, not compete. They're going to contend in a very packed AFC. And the Eagles will be talking about winning the NFC East, which means they'll probably be 9-8. and eight. Are you under some illusion that you really think that, Chris, do you think that Jalen Hurts is better than Kyler Murray? You really think that? You think that Jalen Hurts, I think in 12 games, what was it, 14 games this year? I think Kyler Murray threw for 3,700 yards, didn't he? 14 games? Didn't, didn't he? I think, I think he was 9-5 and five this year. I think he had 24 touchdown passes, too. I think in like 14 games this year, 
that I think um, I think Kyler Murray had 3,700 yards, 24 touchdowns. Hurts with Debo, cheap wide, res- cheap receiving back would be interesting. Sydney, Devontae Smith, Debo Samuel, Kyler Murray, or excuse me, Jalen Hurts would be interesting too. I do too. Sydney, that would be interesting. Eagle says this, Watson couldn't contend when he had the pieces in Houston. But you're all going to blame Bill O'Brien. I'm not blaming Bill O'Brien. I blame the shitty ownership group there. The shitty ownership group is horrible. Ask Andre Johnson. Ask J.J. Watt. They'll tell you. It's an organization, man. It's a shitty organization. Look at how they treated David Culley. They thought by hiring a black guy that they thought that that would keep Deshaun Watson in the room. What a discredit. Hey, David Culley gets $18 million out the door. Congratulations to you. You get a nice parting gift. It's a great parting gift. But that was so disrespectful to David Culley. He had waited 30 years to be a head coach. And that's how you do him? What a shitty organization, man. That's a shit place. The Texans. Unbelievable. Yeah, man. So you really think that Kyler Murray is not as good as Jalen? I want to hit more on that. There's so much. And edge rushers. And Thibodeau. I want to hit on Thibodeau because I didn't tell you in hour number one what some of the scouts are now saying about Thibodeau out of Oregon. He could be there for the Eagles. Hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk Champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of Life. First Trust Bank is there for you. 
Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, your boy, Big Sills. Let's see here. Murray had a completion percentage of 69.2 last year. I think Jalen was 61. In 14 games, he threw for almost 3,800 yards. 24 touchdowns. What was his QBR? Oh, 100.6. You think Jalen Hurts is better than that? You're high. You're high. Oh, and this is even better. This is even better when you're talking about him. He's not trying to run. He's not looking to run. This guy's looking to to try to make as many plays as he possibly can. Oh, that's great. He didn't have a lot of yards rushing last year. That's the guy who wins from the pocket. Alec Pierce, 6'3", 211, wide receiver, 4'3", speed. Could be a steal. Is he productive, Sidney? I want to know his numbers, not his speed. I don't care about that. Jerry Rice ran a 4-7. Okay. I'm gonna Jerry Rice ran a 4-7 at the Combines. Or on his pro day. Yeah. Jalen Hurts was 61% completion percentage. Let's see what he was in his first year, just to be fair here. I want to be fair on that process. Let's see here. 67%. Okay. He's a more accurate passer. He's clearly a more accurate passer. Your mom ran a four seven in pants. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Kyler has better weapons than what Hertz does. Excuse me. What were the weapons that Carson Wentz had? When Carson Wentz threw for 4,500 yards, what weapons did he have? He didn't even have a 1,000-yard a wide receiver on the team. Wide receiver on the team. He threw for 4,500 yards. What, what talent have you had in the last 30 years at wide receiver? Djax, Macklin, T.O. Congratulations. Rest of them are dudes. Rest of them are dudes. They're dudes. 
Oh, Kyler Murray's 10 times faster than uh, Jalen Hurts. We won a Super Bowl with an average receivers and a good running game. Yeah, but then in three years, your team fell apart. And this is what we're talking about here. We're talking about sustained success. We're not talking about one-year wonders. I always say this about the 85 Bears, guys, and I'll continue to say this about the 85 Bears until I'm blue in the face. The 85 Bears are underachievers. They win one Super Bowl with supposedly the greatest team of all time. They were like, what, were, what was the record? 15-1 that year? They destroyed every team in the postseason. And then when they came back the next year, they were dumped. That team was not set up for, well, maybe the expansion of playoffs would have helped them. But they didn't win multiple Super Bowls. I say this to you all the time about Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning had one Super Bowl in Indianapolis. He had one win. You think he over or underachieved in Indianapolis with Tony Dungy? I think Tony Dungy completely underachieved. He underachieved in Tampa, and he underachieved with Peyton Manning. And yet he's a Hall of Fame coach. Okay, whatever. I think Tony Dungy's overrated. I do. I think he's overrated. Dick Vermeil's a better coach. Marty Schottenheimer is a better coach. Schottenheimer's a better coach. Sixth all-time in wins. I know his postseason sucked. It's not like Dungy has some sort of stellar postseason mark. He sucked in Tampa. They had to hire John Gruden. You know what the narrative is today? Well, you know, Dungy would have eventually. He would never have won in Tampa, ever. Because he was fighting with the Glazers over Clyde Christensen, the offensive coordinator. I was there. I called it. I, I called it every morning. I was on morning drive for 15 years. Dungy would never have won a Super Bowl in Tampa, ever. He would never have. He was loyal to Trent Dilfer. He was loyal to his coaches. He was never going to win. Never going to win. He goes to Indianapolis. Thank God Peyton Manning's there. Okay. Eagles plan. Your boy Ron Rivera overrated too. Maybe. Maybe. I think Ron's a good defensive coordinator. Maybe. Maybe. He could be. Okay. I think he's done a nice job. He's got a division title in two separate places now. One in Carolina and one in Washington. That's pretty impressive. Not saying that's world beater stuff. Okay. Chris says the 85 Bears defense, best ever. Lasted one year, but okay. They were the best for that one year, sure. Best defense I've ever seen is the Steeler defense that won four titles in six years. That's the best Steeler defense I've it's the best defense I've ever seen. And 20 some odd Hall of Famers off that team. So that team, with all those great players in that front four. Two linebackers went to the Hall of Fame. Their secondary was sick. Their front four, the Steel Curtain, was the best front four of all time. And that includes Reggie White, Jerome Brown, Eagles front four. It's the best front four ever because they had the four championship rings to prove it. It's a great front four. 
So let me get this right here. We've been talking the last two days here. Howie, and this goes back to Gary Cobb. Howie's not going after Debo Samuel or A.J. Brown or Kyler Murray or Deshaun Watson or Allen Robinson or any of these other. I hope he lands Honey Badger. That would be a really good coup if he was able to land him. But why, guys? Has Howie ever been active in free agency before? Purple People Leaders never won a title. They did go to four Super Bowls, though. Awful impressive. Why? Why absolutely no interest? Hey, Eagles, man, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. That Eagle def- or that uh, Ravens defense. The Ravens and the Bucks was pretty awesome. How he loves his picks too much. Hey, Drew, I thought they won the Triple Crown. Didn't they? Didn't that Gang Green win the Triple Crown? I thought they won it two years. Or was that the 92 team that won the Triple Crown? Least amount of points, least amount of rush yardage, pass yardage, and um, scoring points. I thought they won the Triple Crown. Like I thought they, I thought that 92 team was the team – that Jerome Brown 92, with that that was like the Fog Bowl game, right? Am I, am I right? They got beat in Chicago up there. I thought 92, they won the Triple Crown. That was a great defense, though, man. Waters in the backfield. Allison, I love you, too. Wait a minute, Allison. Know this. This is what – Allison, I like we get the debate. How many places do we get to debate where nobody gets crazy, right? Because then you're going to come back to me and go like this, Sills. 91? Okay, guys, thank you. You're going to come back to me? I told you, dude. That is the best sports talk you can possibly have. Chris, I thought that was the 02 bucks, but it's the 06 bucks, the, the sap bucks? Okay. Me too. You're right. Hey, dude, you can't go over to WIP or the Fanatic and have a conversation with anybody. If you don't agree with them, they blow you off. To the... That's not how we work. Shit, I got Maniac kicking my ass every day here going, silly old man, we're probably eating cannolis. Silly old man, I'd probably eating a book of pasta basil. Oh, yeah, let me get this. I got to guarantee you he's eating pizza free. Okay, this guy's got them all going over there. He's eating scoongeal. I love scoongeal, by the way. <laughs> Allen Robinson got too much for an injury-prone wide receiver. God, it's just – hey, you know what, though, man? These Rams guys, though, dude, they have no credit card. Okay, they have no credit card. Our gravy says, Dan, how would you? By the way, I saw something earlier. You put gravy on turkey. You put sauce on spaghetti. Any good South Philly Italian will know that. You don't put gravy on spaghetti. Okay? You don't put gravy. You put gravy on turkey. Sauce is spaghetti. Gravy 
is biscuits and like chicken fried steak and eggs and stuff like that. That's gravy. Sauce is red, made with parsley, right? Some garlic, some salt, sugar to take the condense down a little bit. Let it cook for about six hours. Low simmer. Italian parsley. Cheese. Let's go. Who puts gravy on spaghetti? Really? Nobody in their right mind, unless you live in California, would go like this. Oh, you put gravy on. Somebody said that to me when I was talking. Hey, Dan, do you, you know what? We really make a great gravy. I was like, you put gravy on spaghetti? I go, I'm not coming over. They go, why? We make a really great. I go, first off, gravy's not something I put on my spaghetti. I put sauce on my spaghetti. I hate doing that. Yeah, you put gravy on biscuits. Yeah, no tomato, four cans of tomatoes. Make sure that, hey, and by the way, Carl, make sure when you're making your sauce, don't get four different cans to screw the whole thing up because every can has its bunch of tomatoes. Make sure you get four cans that are the same. You get like three cans with one off, throw your stomach up and you get agita forever. It's no good. Then you can even take that sauce. My wife is doing something now even better. You know what she's doing too? She's putting she's putting it on pizza. Holy cow, man. My wife makes a killer ass pizza now. Yeah, yeah. Sauce. Only people back east know this. It's funny, I'm in Florida too. Hey man, look, I have gravy. How about gravy and meatballs? Gravy and meatballs. I bet there's a Confederate flag somewhere. <laughs> Let me see. Huh? <laughs> I'm like this. Hey, yeah, right. Okay. Oy, see, that's one thing we all have in common here. Look at this. This is all we have in common here. Watch this. Sills, you're right, man. Nobody puts gravy on spaghetti. Nobody puts gravy on manicotti. Right? Nobody. Don't put too many onions in the sauce. Great reference to a movie. Larry. Uh, you too many onions in the sauce. Too many onions. Well, I put a whole onion. Yeah, you know, put a whole onion. If you're going to put a whole onion, grate it. Grate it down. Hey, Sean. I saw my first Confederate flag when I went down to the south. Manicotti. Got to work on my work on my product, pronunciation. Hey, first time I saw, Sean, the first time I saw Confederate flag, I was like, Wow. What is that? I thought I was in, I knew I was in the wrong place. Yeah, this bar here, big boy. Where are you from? Yeah, I'm from Connecticut. Oh, that's a, you a Yankee. Yeah, this is me down in South Florida. Hey, boy, we have things called mountain oysters down here. So I've heard. They're like goat's balls, right? Yeah, god dang fine delicatessen. That's all right. I'd be all right. <laughs> Big Seals, don't eat anybody's nuts. It's not working for me. It's not happening. This is the thing we have down here, Cilio. What's his name? Cilio? Cilio? It's five letters, dude. Cilio. Not too hard to mispronounce. Five letters. Well, boy, we, we, we got intestines, greens, collars, gizzards, 
Yeah. I'll take a Pepsi. <laughs> and hey, if you have any white rice, I'll take it. We ain't got no what other rice will we have down here? You think we have brown rice at this restaurant? We only have white rice here, son. Ain't no damn good restaurant down here in the South with brown rice. Okie dokie. <laughs> I do like grits, Sean. My wife, my wife is a redneck, man. She's from Richmond. I know, home of the Confederacy. Man, that thing is as hot as a Georgia pine. She says that shit. Yeah, she said it the other day for the first time. I was like, that thing, man, it's as hot as a Georgia pine outside. Um, me and my me and my daughter laugh our asses off. Hey, man, all good, man. <laughs> oh man, Allison, it's a frightening joint, man. You kidding me? South is scary. Hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mama. Mama, go, oh, mama! She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
Welcome back, National Football Show. What did I see up here? Rob Berendamore doing a great job with the Hurricanes. That's a good franchise. Carolina Hurricanes. Love Rob Berendamore, man. What a great player Rob Berendamore was with the Flyers. He was so good. Man, and everybody in Tampa cheered the guy, even the Lightning fans. When the Lightning sucked back in the day and Brendamore came in, he was, man, everyone loved that guy. I I, I kind of keep an eye on the Carolina Hurricanes because they are the Hartford Whalers. And that was like one of my teams when I was a kid. They used to play at the Civic Center. So like, yeah, so like, but they've won a cup. Everybody back up in Hartford's like, you know, they keep an eye on him a little bit there. So, yeah, man. Hey, Jason, he was such a ball player, man. What a great hockey guy. God, he was so good, man. Are you having a contest with Mike Francesa's how many commercials you can book on your show? Oh, how the hell do you – boy, you see – how the hell do you think we stay on the air? We got to sell the thing. I know Big Sills is sitting here going, hey, everybody, come on in. Everybody, hey, I got to pay some bills here, man. Where's the best sausage sandwich in Jersey? Chris, where is it? Where's the best place? Hey, the uh, Maryland crabs are great. Chesapeake Bay. I'll tell you what, man. I don't know. I haven't been to Wildwood in a long time, but Wildwood used to have a bunch of places down there, too. They used to have a bunch of places. Sales, promote me how much money. <laughs> Eagles trade up to take Matt Corral. No way. So what, what, why would you trade for a guy who's being graded as a second rounder and trade up to take him with a pick that you're not sure? It's such a gamble. Absolutely. It's such a gamble. Hey, man, I do like this. I got I to... Gotta, I, I want to finish it off by doing a Joel Embiid. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen a guy that is the nicest shit talker in your life? Excuse me, sir. With all due respect, but um, stop bitching about the calls. You know I got respect for you, Nick. I, I do. I have respect for you. By the way, I think that series could be a little interesting when they get up to Toronto. 2 0 now, Sixers. I think it could be a little interesting. But I mean, look, right? Nobody in Philly, hey, this is how you get the um the attitude in Philly. Hey, Nick. Nick. Do you know what Chubba de Panga means? I don't. Watch my eyes, Nick. That's what you can do. Okay, you ever gone to McDonald's, Nick Nurse? And you ordered McNuggets? Well, how about these McNuggets? How about these nuts? That's how people in Philly talk to you. Because you know what? That's kind of how I would be talking to you. (laughs) My wife was sitting at the table the other day, man, and she goes like this. I can't believe Philadelphia would be the place that you land, that everybody understands you. It's ridiculous, man. Oh, it it, 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 she's like this. I've never seen a place that's just so you and it fits. Everybody's a penis. And I'm going like, what's your point? 
What's, what's that supposed to mean? Are you insulting me? No. <laughs> See what I'm talking about? Was that an insult? Why are you insulting me? Why have to call me names? Can't you just do your job without calling me names? Or are you that limited in your vocabulary that you can't understand what I'm talking about here when we're talking about a quarterback who can't throw the ball to single coverage? What are you not understanding here? And by the way, I don't want you to interfere with anything that I'm doing here because you're going to take the juju away. And I can't have the juju taken away when I'm talking about the Eagles with these people because these people, I missed two names today. Xander's laughing his ass off at me. Hey, dude, this guy don't know shit. George? Garrett? Come on, guy. Let's go. <laughs> uh, can't have the juju taken off. You're not that limited, duck. You just don't like to use fancy words because fancy words is a way of trying to confuse people of the truth. Hey, Chris goes, Twitter fears this show. Oh, they do. The radio business fears this show. You know that, right? They're, oh, by the way, they're going to do everything in their power. Soon, my wife thinks. My wife is actually pretty shocked that after Xander and Jacob released the press release that I was on the air the next day. Because we tried that in Phoenix and iHeart got cold feet. They were nervous. But you guys are making it happen. Thank you. Thank you. Don't forget birds tomorrow. Okay. Don't forget sports take tomorrow and then right into sales, man. We got it growing here. Okay. Dude, we love you very much. Please hit the like button until tomorrow, three to six Eastern time. See you on the flip side. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.